Dionisio at the plate, he's over for 2 today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's... Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We have our annual non-roster invitee episode today. Very exciting for you. Uh, we're going to be talking about guys who were invited to camp for a tryout. Uh, maybe they'll make the team. Maybe they won't. But it's always fun to see who's trying to stick around on the team. But this is episode number 108, which means we need our 2008 MLB debuts jeremy who is your 2008 guy uh jack my uh 2008 debut guy is brian lahare oh brian lahare yeah he of the what one flash in the pan brian lahare made an all-star team with the cubs right hit like <laughs> yeah. 20 homers in the first half then never did stink for the rest of his career do i have the right guy <laughs> yeah that's correct jack that would be yeah, that would be funny if that wasn't <laughs> the right guy. But yeah, um, that yeah, totally. That is the guy, Jack. Uh, he made uh, the All Star team in 2012 for the Cubs. Um, I, you know, again, maybe another uh, episode topic, but like just like weirdos who made the All Star team. Yeah, yeah. I think we uh, that was going to be an episode topic, Jeremy. Worst, uh, worst guy on every All Star team. I think Brian Lahare might fit that bill. Yeah, for sure. It's. Um, just such an odd oddity. Um, so, you know, he he kind of bounced around for a while. Like, let's see, he was um, he was drafted in two thousand two, um, and he like debuted in in two thousand eight. Like we said, um, so that that isn't terribly like off key. But then he also like didn't he didn't appear in the majors between oh eight and twenty eleven. Uh, when he when he like uh, kind of resurfaced with the Cubs, I think he might have played in like Japan or something, if I remember correctly. Um, but he played uh, in 20 games in 2011, and then 130 games in 2012, and then he was gone. And <laughs> not coincidentally, that's also the same year that Anthony Rizzo debuted for the Cubs. So uh, Lahare was starting for the Cubs at first base at the beginning of 2012. Um, had a great like April and May. Um, and then like started, st- I don't know, kind of started to fall off a little bit. Um, I was looking in the, um, I was kind of hoping that this stat would be like true. Cause I thought it might've been in my head, but I was, I, ho- I was hoping that Brian LaHare was the last guy to start at first base for the Cubs, uh, before Anthony Rizzo debuted. Uh, the, he started like two games before Anthony Rizzo debuted, but I don't know, for some reason, fucking Jeff Baker started at first base the day before Rizzo debuted. Um, but once Rizzo did debut, LaHare moved to right field and, um, yeah, I mean, you know, just, just, I mean, he, he made the all-star team, uh, and then just like sunk like a stone, (laughs) um, just, uh, and then like, yeah, I guess, I don't know if he was like released after, um, uh, the season. Uh, I, I remember him kind of like, he might've, cause he, so he debuted with the Mariners. I think he might've, um went back there or something like that. But I know that he was like in camp the year after, but just, just never resurfaced in the major leagues. And, um, yeah, I mean, there and gone. He, um, he finished 2012 with, um, a 253 batting average, uh, 16 homers and 40 RBIs. Um, and I almost want to say you can't do like totals 
I guess I could have done the monthly splits, but um, I mean, I don't think he hit. Let's see, after the All Star break, um, <laughs> how many home runs he might have hit? Uh, I think the number is like yeah, it looks like it's like one. I think two. He hit one on the last day of the season, so he hit two after the All Star break. So fourteen pre All Star break, two after, and that that's kind of like that's kind of like the tale of his 2012 season and then then gone forever well jeremy yeah i'm look i'm looking at this 2012 cubs roster and uh yeah it was slim pickens for sure uh you, you had alfonso soriano had finished with 32 home runs and 108 rbis that year but he only hit 262 starlin castro played in every game that season had 14 homers uh he hit 283 um and yeah just a lot of mediocrity on the pitching staff and uh in the relief core so yeah brian laher i guess was seems like the he was maybe the only choice at that point um uh, or at least maybe the other guys who'd had good years their positions were too crowded so uh yeah why not pick brian laher uh a couple things jeremy about <laughs> yeah. that um you know jeff baker was a candidate he was on the first ever worst of fame ballot so if we if we had actually known that he prevented brian laher from being the last guy (laughs) to start at first base before anthony rizzo we could that could have been used uh for his case to make the worst of fame um you know unfortunately he's now dropped off the ballot but yeah that would have been a good selling point for him for sure did he did he drop off the ballot uh oh you know what he might have uh did he get zero votes I thought I voted for him, but I could be wrong. <laughs> and if I didn't vote for him, I regret it now. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. I don't know. But um, one last thing about Brian LaHare, Jack. Um, you know, uh, we, we've talked about him, but has, hasn't been on the episode on, on the uh, show yet. But uh, our friend Paul uh-huh. Turner, um, big Cardinals fan. Um, at this time in our friendship, I was, uh, you know, kind of in the habit of you know, trash talking Paul, I guess, like for baseball. And, you know, I'm a Cubs fan. He's a Cardinals fan. Um, I remember texting him at some point around like May or something. And I said, like, I just wrote like Brian LaHare, baby. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I knew it was it was certainly like somewhat tongue in cheek. Um, And I almost want to say that he like responded something like, you know, like ask me again in August or something like that. But (laughs) um, but then like. I did know that Rizzo was coming up and like, I was, I was a guy who was like really hoping that the Cubs would um, get Rizzo. Like I, I followed him before he debuted for the Padres. And, uh, and then when Rizzo did come up and was starting to do good, I was like, I purposely didn't like text Paul to like, you know, uh, uh, go to, or whatever, like, you know, brag about Rizzo because I'm like, I already used up my, like, my like smart ass card with Brian LaHare. So yeah, I've still been sitting on that for, you know, seven years at this point or nine years at this point. Well, that, I mean, that's the thing, Jeremy, I, what is it like hashtag tweets that aged badly or something like <laughs> yeah. that? You know, that could, that uh-huh. would be a, definitely be a text that aged badly. Um, for sure. uh, yeah. So yeah, that's a great call, Jeremy, Brian LaHare. Um, every time you mentioned him to me, I've, uh, I have, by the time you've mentioned him, I have completely forgotten that he ever, <laughs> that he ever played. So this was a for nice, sure. a nice reminder for me. Um, so my 2008 debut, uh, it's probably going to be a guy that you never mm-hmm. heard of. I know I had never heard of him before I started looking at this list, but I think it's a really remarkable story. So my guy is Wilkin Castillo. Have you ever heard of oh. Wil- Wilkin Castillo, Jeremy? I mean, only from like, you know, fantasy baseball elements. I mean, he was a Rocky. Am I, am I right? Uh, no, no, that was, uh, 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 Will and Rosario. You okay. Might be thinking okay. Of. Sure. 
So Wilkin Castillo, uh, as I was going through the list, so, you know, on baseball reference, you can just look up the straight-up list of guys who debuted in a given year. That's how we find our our info. And so I came across this guy, Wilkin Castillo, and I saw that he debuted in 2008. And then uh, when when you're on that page, it also gives you the uh, date of their last game played. And so the date it gave me for his last game played was June 25th of 2019. And so I I, I thought, well, you know, what the hell? Like, how, how is there a guy named Wilkin Castillo? And he debuted in 2008, and his last game was in 2019, and I've never heard of him. It doesn't make any right. sense. Well, it seemed Wilkin Castillo was a, a catcher, uh, is a catcher. He's probably still trying to catch on somewhere. Um, and uh, so he was a catcher, and his, he played in 2009. He played a game in 2009, and then he did not play in the big leagues again until 2019. So I, I Googled him a little bit, and it turns out that he went, uh, he went 10 years and two days without playing in the major leagues. He went a full decade uh, without playing in a game. But he played in one, and so he got a hit, and he had actually gotten a hit in his 2009 game. So he had a hitting streak that, extent, that uh, 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 was over 10 years. Um, that that, that expen- uh, ex- like, uh, expanded over 10 years. It was the first time since 1944 that that had happened. I, I forget what the other guy's name was who had happened to there. But I think that's a, it's a remarkable story. He, was, he bounced around from minor league team to minor league team. He played uh, in the Mexican League for a little while. He played 13 years of uh, Dominican Winter League. So I, I think it's a great story. Uh, he grinded. He kept at it. Um, he went, looks like, one for seven with the Marlins in 2019, he played in two games. He caught the full game both times, so they probably just needed a catcher to come up and catch two games. They brought him up, uh, and yeah, he uh, uh, yeah, ten full years without playing in the big leagues, but he he stuck it out. Jeremy, at this point, at this point, we've probably talked. I've probably talked more about <laughs> Wilkin Castillo than we've we've talked about Juan Soto. We talked about it last week, you know. <laughs> but hey, that's why we do this podcast. So we can talk about guys like Brian Lahare and uh, and Wilkin Castillo. So I just want to say, even though I don't have a lot to say about Wilkin Castillo's, you know, uh, I never saw the guy play. I just want to say, you know, I Wilkin Castillo, I see you. I see that you grinded, um, and I think it's I think it's worth a mention on this podcast. You because uh, I I don't think anybody else is gonna be talking about Wilkin Castillo, so I want to give him some props for uh, for sticking around that long. Yeah, I mean, is uh, that's that's a remarkable story, and I'm like I'm trying I'm like racking my brain to think like did I hear this did, did they talk about this story like in 2019? Because I'm like this is the ultimate indignity. Not only did you know certainly I I. I mischaracterized him as, as um, a Will and Rosario, um, but um, uh, and we didn't like hear about him like you know when he came up. But like that story, I didn't even hear that story. And like, I feel like I've heard stories of lesser like you know droughts or like you know missing time away from the game uh, than this. And then this one just wasn't even mentioned. It's it's kind of sad on a, on a whole nother level. Yeah, um, yeah. There, there was actually a pitcher this year that hadn't been in the big leagues for about seven years or something. I forget. I forget what his uh, what his name was at the time. But yeah, it's always it's always a great story when uh you know when a guy oh, sticks yeah. with it and uh, and wants to hang on. And so uh, so yeah, that's that's my guy. And uh, actually, Will and Rosario. Hey, who knows? Maybe he'll be our next debut. There's another there's another name from the past. Uh, yeah, yeah, the former Rocky. Um, yeah. So Wil- Wilkin Castillo, good story. Um, yeah. And you know, I to think, be, Jack, yeah. Oh, 
Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I think that pitcher was um I can't remember his name now, but he was the guy who was on he was on the, was it Ryan O'Malley or something on the Cubs or something? Was uh, it that guy? It might have been. It might have also been a guy who he had pitched for Boston for a little while and then he um you know, he took a long time off and then I think he was pitching for the Rockies this season. Um now this is gonna bother me, so I'm gonna have to uh <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead and search. I think that there. I think he came up with the Cubs, if I remember correctly. Okay. And uh, I thought he might have actually pitched with the Reds this year, but um, but yeah, I think that's. If we're thinking of the same guy, but uh, yeah, you ever always once in a while hear stories like that. Yeah, it's like for pitchers, I feel like that happens, and certainly like Danny Holtzin was a guy who like took forever to debut, but um. Right. Uh, um. You, yeah. Uh, uh. All right. I'm gonna go one quick scan here. Through okay. the uh, through these guys, Daniel Bard. It was Daniel Bard. So yeah, Daniel oh, yeah, Bard. Sure. Daniel yeah, Bard. Uh, yeah, yeah. 2013 was the last time he pitched in the big leagues, and he didn't pitch again until 2020. Uh, so yeah, Daniel well, now Bard. Now I now I want to find out the guy who I was thinking. About. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Now you yeah. Got a stretch. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. Uh. Man, I had one more point to make about uh about Wilkin. Ke- oh yeah. Oh Jeremy, I was gonna say, don't beat yourself up over not having heard that story. Um. I mean, to be fair, he was with the Marlins. Um, you know, and we saw yeah, the Marlins true. two times in 2019 and, you know, somehow we managed to miss this guy. So I guess that's our bad luck. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that maybe we did see him and you know, who, who would have known, but I guess, uh, I, I bet you've probably fact checked that one, Jack, right? Yeah, I did. I did. We did not see him. Um, he played in like two games against the, uh, the Phillies. And I mean, I'm sure okay. we would have, uh, on, on the podcast, if that guy had played in a had played in a game, we would have like pointed it out and been like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" I mean, you know, Jeremy, let, <laughs> let let's That's not true. forget when uh, Bobby Wilson of the Twins faced Ross Detweiler for the White Sox. Uh, your comment was, <laughs> "This is two old pieces of shit nobody cares about." So, <laughs> I think we would have pointed out Wilkin Castillo. Ouch. True, true. Uh, Brooks Rayleigh was the guy I was thinking of. Okay. He came up with the Cubs in twenty in twenty twelve actually. Wow. Um, pitched in twenty thirteen, then didn't appear again until twenty twenty, uh, where he split time last year with the Reds and the Astros. So there okay. you go. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Always, always a cool story when a guy is a reclamation project like that. Well, cool, Jeremy. Yeah, I think those were two great uh, two thousand eight MLB debuts. Um, so now we'll move on to a few uh, news and notes before we get to the uh, non roster invitees. Uh, Jeremy, another another baseball executive uh, has been disgraced, unfortunately. It seems like this is happening every week. Uh, this guy wasn't texting any selfies to anybody, but uh, he was he was caught on camera saying some pretty malicious things about players in his organization. I mean, yeah, just <laughs> this guy's like the Trump of baseball or something. But like, yeah, I just like I yeah, just just um the CEO of the Mariners. I, I don't even remember. I don't even know what his name is. And I, quite frankly, he doesn't even deserve to have his name mentioned, but cause uh, I will say, um, yeah. So he was like, and he was like speaking to like what the rotary club of Seattle or some, some kind of stupid group. Like just like Kevin, just Kevin like Mather, he, Kevin Mather was his name. Okay. There you go. And like, does it say there what, who he was speaking to? Like, wasn't it like the <laughs> rotary club or something? Like, it's like, isn't that just like some kind of like, isn't that like tantamount to like, you know, the, the Elks or something or like the Moose Lodge yeah. or something? Yeah. No, I was going to say, yeah, it's like, uh, who is it? That show Happy Days. It's like Richie Cunningham's dad was like a member of the Elks or something. That is a, you know, that's an ancient yeah. reference. Yeah. No, for real. And like, so like, I just picture some like fucking just like rich asshole just sitting around like 
talking to all these like boneheads about like baseball. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, fucking uh, Julio Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, we manipulated his service time, and he can't speak English really well. It's like, <laughs> what a fucking loser this guy is. Like, not only is it fucking ignorant and stupid and fucking offensive to say that about anybody, but he's talking about he's like gloating about like fucking around with Jared Kalanick and and Julio Rodriguez. Like, like I we mentioned them like was it might have even been last week, but it's like. If the Mariners make it back to the make it to a World Series, it's going to be because of like those two guys. And like this guy is like talking about, oh, yeah, we manipulated their service time. It's like you're fucking nothing like you're nothing. And like Julio Rodriguez hasn't like has barely played any professional ball. And he's he's already like more of an asset to the game of baseball than you ever could have been in your life, let alone already had been like what a loser. Just fucking go away. I, I, I guess. I don't know if you. I don't know if the Mariners organization is to blame for even having this guy around for as long as he did. But like, I guess I commend them for like getting rid of his ass like the day of the story breaking. But like, what a fucking bum! And like, that that's only like part of like what he said. Just he talked about like um, Iwakuma, like about like yeah, you better uh, learn English better. Like like, what a fucking douchebag! Just he, what a what a fucking asshole! Yeah, he also said Kyle Seeger was overpaid. <laughs> well we might have said that last week <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah that's we gotta draw the line somewhere jack <laughs> um yeah but bottom line yeah jeremy uh to your point they did they did can him um so he 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 apologized he was like yeah i got i got nothing to say i got you know i got no way to defend that uh, not that it makes it any better but uh yeah he owned up to it but he got canned and so it'd be surprising if he ever worked uh, in baseball again. I think they said in 2009 or 2010 he was like uh, he was like an executive vice president for the Mariners at that time, and he had he had said a bunch of really salty things around a couple of uh, female employees who were uh, employed by the Mariners, and uh, you know there was a a bit of a, a tiff between them, uh, those employees and him. Uh, and you know, ultimately, yeah. like I guess it got it got smoothed over or whatever. But it seems like the guy nope. has been a boorish asshole for a long time so this is just yeah. another one of those examples of like uh, uh brandon taubman or uh you know the the <laughs> the, the guy from the cubs and uh, mets yeah uh, yeah you know these uh just just this awful behavior by these baseball executives i don't know what can really be done to fix it uh besides like trying to record every single thing that these guys do but it seems like the culture in in major league uh organizations when you get high up in some places it can be pretty toxic so uh, I guess it's it's maybe a good thing that they're yeah. shining a light on this stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, and sadly, it's not even it's baseball organizations. There's probably just the tip of the iceberg for all of that. But um, yeah, it just it just smacks to me of like some fucking asshole just sitting around like trying to like wow all these yeah rotary club. It really it was the rotary club. It's like <laughs> what what what's going on here, man? Like, I mean that that kind of. Like maybe he maybe he thought he was in like 1956 or something like and he could like talk that way. But uh, yeah, it's not really like that anymore. So and 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 actually so I actually didn't see, hear that story, Jack, about the previous allegations or whatever. It's like so it, it kind of sounds like maybe the Mariners were to blame for a kind of like, um, you know, uh, whatever, harboring this uh, dysfunctionality. So I, I don't know. I, I didn't look into it that deep. All I know is that like it's like dude, you're going to talk about like those like studs that are coming up for the Mariners. Like what a, what a loser. Like they, they have more talent in their, like in their pinky than, than that guy does like 
at all. So um, <clears throat> I did yeah. see one of the things and, I did see. Gonna... Oh, go ahead, Jack. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, and also, if you're, you know, you're going to rip on a guy for not speaking English. Um, how many languages does that guy fucking speak? Probably none, right. you know, besides yeah. English. So, you know, if, if you can't speak other languages uh, than the one, than the only one you speak, than your native language or your, your first language, don't, don't go ripping on other people for not speaking stuff. He's got no place to do that. It's like when people were making fun of Sammy Sosa when he went, went in front of Congress or, or whatever, and, you know, he, <laughs> he, he said he didn't speak English and it was broken. I mean, mm. Sam, you know, hey, at, at least he's speaking some broken English, right? So it's like anytime you hear somebody speaking, <laughs> anytime you hear somebody speaking with an accent and, like, you want to make fun of them for that, like, hey, they're speaking another language, which is pretty, which is pretty impressive. So, uh, you know, also like fuck this guy for that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the Sammy one might might be a little different because that one was like a conveniently uh, <laughs> like timed sort of thing. Like, but um, I would also even go so far as to say, um, it if the guy can fucking hit like forty homers in the big leagues, it doesn't really matter if he speaks English. Quite honestly, right. Like, whatever like you know he's gonna help your team win uh but i also did hear him i also have heard interviews with him and i don't think i don't think that's that character characterization is is apt at all so i don't know whatever uh you know i'm glad that this guy is gone and uh you know i'm sure he's certainly going to be in in a footnote and uh you know the baseball history, I guess, uh, or, or an afterthought. Um, but uh, I did see on Twitter what I was saying before, Jack, is like a bunch of people, a bunch of like Mariners pitch or players were tweeting like, you know, thank you for the support and everything. And uh, and actually Julio Rodriguez tweeted something funny. Like there's a meme going around now with like <clears throat> based on the uh, last dance documentary of Michael Jordan where he says like, and I took offense to that. <laughs> and like, um, and so he, Julio Rodriguez actually tweeted a picture of that meme, but put his face over Michael Jordan. And this was before the guy got fired. And it's like, dude, like, you know, you're like these fucking idiots. Like are, it's almost like they're driving away, uh, these superstars from their team. It's like, I mean, I'm glad that Julio Rodriguez, hopefully now feels that the Mariners organization has his back, you know, because he would maybe be less likely to leave them once his contract is up. And Christ, this guy has, hasn't even debuted, but like, you know, he's kind of been thrust into the conversation, but, but it was funny to hear all these Mariners people saying like, or like players tweeting like, Hey, thanks for the support and stuff. Uh, because, uh, you know, probably because Mariners fans don't want to like alienate like their future superstar before he's even debuted. So, um, I don't know. I think it. Hopefully, it's all you know. It's all as well that ends well. But uh, this guy's a fucking loser, and he's gone. So that's good. Is that meme, Jeremy? Is that the one where Michael Jordan is looking at the iPad and like he kind of shakes his head and laughs? You know what I'm talking. You know the one I'm talking about. It's essentially, yeah. Okay. I think it's like you know, it's from that like th- that interview session, basically. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah gotcha. Gotcha. Um, perfect. Well, yeah, that's good. Uh, and actually, that provides a next uh, good transition into the next little piece of news we're going to talk about, uh, which happened over Twitter. Um, so a couple of days ago, it was February 11th, actually. Uh, so at this point, it's maybe about a week and a half, two weeks. But uh, Wendy's, Wendy's tweeted out, uh, the, the restaurant, Wendy's, they tweeted out, time for everybody's favorite made-up social media holiday. It's hashtag National Roast Day, like right now. Drop a roast me below and feel the burn. Mm. So here, Wendy's is soliciting uh, uh, people to roast, uh, be roasted. And then so the Tampa Bay Rays 
tweeted at Wendy's and they said, go ahead, Wendy, absolutely roast us. Keep it spicy like your nugs. And Wendy's replied, we're surprised you didn't pull your social media manager in the middle of writing that great tweet. Hashtag National Roast Day. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty good, man. Whoever whoever runs Wendy's Twitter uh, is a baseball fan, obviously, which yeah. is pretty great. Obvious, so obviously a reference to Game 6 when Blake Snell was uh, lights out, pitching a fantastic game, and, and Kevin Cash took him out, and the Rays ended up losing the game. Uh, and But this that was not it. That was not it. Then Blake Snell uh, retweeted what Wendy's did, uh, uh, said, and he put, like, the, the uh, that eyeball, the eyeball emoji with, like, the two eyes that are, like, looking off eyes. to the side. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you know, obviously, Blake Snell, uh, he still has feelings about that. But it's a, it's a bizarre story because why, why would the Rays tweet at Wendy's and, like, ask <laughs> to be ripped on? Why, like, what, what are the Rays? I, I don't know if the Rays and well, Wendy's have, like, a sponsorship thing going on, but it doesn't make any sense that they would tweet at Wendy's and be like, all right, Wendy's, yeah, roast us. Be as harsh as you possibly can. It's, it's very, very strange to me. Well, I mean, there is, like, this, you know, movement in, in like, social media of, like, roast me. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't quite get it because, like, I, I don't, like, it's kind of fucked. It's, like, kind of, like an indicator of like how narcissistic our like society has become where like people want attention so bad that they'll just, they'll, they'll take it even if it's like, like, yeah, like ripping on them just to get the attention or something. And like, um, but yeah, for, for the, like the corporate entity of like the, the Tampa Bay Rays to be like reaching out to the, the Wendy to Wendy's corporation for, for, to be roasted seems like many levels of misplaced social media use by like major organizations. I don't know how, how that happens. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that, that is a bizarre story. I did see something come up, uh, with Blake Snell recently about that. He, he spoke again recently about that. I don't know if it was in the aftermath of this Wendy's thing. They're like, we need to get a further comments of Blake Snell because he could still be hurting from this. And he, he had a quote that said something like, you know, it, it, he said like, about being pulled he said something like it it took me off my game or something mm-hmm. like was a quote or something like that but it's like he didn't play again that year so like what what game did it take him off of like his like like playing video games or something like i know he's like a twitch guy um but like i it was kind of a weird thing it's like did it disrupt his like confidence maybe but like the way he phrased it it was like there was no game to be taken off of because he didn't play in another game after that <laughs> um yeah, I yeah, I I'm not sure. I I know Jeremy uh, like you mentioned uh he's um he's a Twitch guy. I feel like it was before last season he got in trouble for saying something dumb on Twitch. I think it was something like, yeah, if I get corona, I get corona or or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he did yeah, he said something about the rona, right? Yeah. Um he also said like I think when um <clears throat> when the uh, the Rays traded for Hunter Renfro, um I forgot who they traded away, like Tommy Pham, I think, right? And he's like, "What? We got we got Renfro. Like, was like, yeah, no. He, like, and then said, he said, we yeah. trade or he said something like, yeah, we traded fam for some slap dick rookie or something. Didn't he say that? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, now Renfro's on the Brewers, I believe. Yeah, but, yeah, um, I think he, he's either on the Brewers or he got a he got an invite or something. He might be. I didn't see him on the non-roster guys, so he must it must be a major league deal. Um, yeah, that'll be right. that'll be interesting. Uh, but yeah, so the Rays. Um, and oh yeah, Jeremy, just uh, one more thing about that. Uh, if you've ever been to the uh, subreddit uh, Reddit roast me, uh, that's that's a pretty good sub. That's a pretty good subreddit. You will uh, a lot of belly laughs, <laughs> a lot of belly laughs to be had in that sub. Just random people posting uh just pictures of themselves and you know just like they, they just get torn apart so it's uh it's it's good stuff um awesome jeremy so we should probably move on to the non-roster invitees are you ready to do it let's do it jack this is a this is a big annual episode for us it's almost like our selection sunday um uh like draft day like i'm you know i'm trying to think of like it's like the uh, you know the upfronts for like movie networks where they release their fall schedule. Like this is our like non roster invitee episode, so it's a, a big deal for us here at Randall A Theater. And so yeah, let's get to it, Jack. All right, sounds good, Jeremy. So the we're gonna start with the Cactus League, and we'll do all the teams in the Cactus League, uh, and then we're gonna move on over to the Grapefruit League. Jeremy, I know uh, for both of us probably this is the case, but I've always sort of paid more attention to the Cactus League just because that's yeah. where the Brewers are. And that's also where the Cubs train as well. So that's where we'll start. Um, and we will start with uh, the team that actually is in Arizona, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, uh, yeah, who you got, Jeremy, in the Arizona Diamondbacks? Yeah, I mean, like the first name that jumped out to me, a uh, guy, you know, with ties to the city here of Chicago, uh, Trace Thompson. Yes. Uh, is an uh, uh, invitee. And he was, I think, did he play last year? I think, was he even on the d-backs last year he was on the dodgers i know at some point obviously a guy who quickly you could like lose track of um but but yeah he's a, a non-roster invitee for the d-backs and uh um yeah i mean former white Sox and uh you know brother of clay thompson uh for the uh for nba uh, i believe he's still on the um i don't know is clay thompson still on the Warriors I'm not even sure so but, he, he uh, is he is still on the Warriors but he has had a lot of trouble staying on the court he's just been he, yes. he keeps uh he keeps getting injured um which is unfortunate for him because he's a he's a great basketball player when he's healthy he's a great shooter um you know and it was always kind of the funny thing because like Clay Thompson he was on all those championship teams with the Warriors it was him and Steph Curry were like the stars of that team and like just here's his his brother who's just like a a bum in in the MLB yeah. Um, yes, to, there, yeah, no other way to say it. Yeah. Trace Thompson, he has not played since, uh, 2018. So it's been, it's been a couple of years that was with the White Sox. Jeremy, was it us? Was I at the game with you where he hit a home run or was I there like with somebody else or by myself? I, I want to say we were together. Cause I, I feel, I feel like I saw some kind of like notable Trace Thompson occurrence as well, but I, I could be wrong. Okay. Okay. And yeah, the only the only other guy, Jeremy, that I had on the uh, Diamondbacks, and this is kind of more your thing, probably. Mm-hmm. But it looks like Seth Beer is going to be in, oh, yeah. in camp. I mean, uh, uh, from what I've heard, Jeremy, he's a pretty big prospect. I don't know if he played. Did he play at all last year in 2020? Did they bring him up at all? I don't think they did. No, I don't believe no. so. No, they didn't. Um, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Came over uh, in the Zach Granke trade, I believe, uh, from the Astros. That's correct. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of you'll like one thing across the board uh, is that there's a lot of you know um, prospects in camp this year. Uh, I feel like there's even more so uh, just to give them a little extra work. Uh, I know the Cubs are bringing Brennan Davis into camp, um, who's like their one of their top prospects, if not their top prospect, definitely top hitting prospect, I believe. Um, <clears throat> 
So yeah, you're gonna see a lot of that across the board. Seth Beer, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. He he's definitely yeah a highly touted prospect. Uh, seems more like a contact guy than a power guy, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But um, but yeah, I I hope to catch some of these guys in a big league camp to to see them on TV at least. I remember I saw um, Pete Alonzo uh, the year before. Um, he he, you know tore the baseball world up and uh, I was able to buy a bunch of his cards and make some money off of that. So uh, I just based off of seeing him in, in spring training a little bit, I'm like, this guy's a beast. And uh, you know, a couple hundred bucks later, I was a big Pete Alonzo fan. <laughs> yeah. I, Jeremy, I remember you being a strong, uh, a strong advocate for him being called up as soon as possible. So there you go. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, let's move on to your team, the Cubs. Uh, uh, who do you, who do you like? Uh, any, any names stick out to you on the Cubs here? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot, Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, I think I only tweeted, I think I only texted you about this, Jack. But like, you know, um, Joe Biagini uh, was brought up on the podcast. Yeah, uh, my boy, weeks ago. my boy, three wishes, baby. <laughs> that's right. And so he's he's breaking camp with the uh, Cubs. I think that's interesting. Um, Shelby Miller, uh, you know, I think I feel like we've maybe we haven't brought that up on the podcast, but he's uh, going to be in camp with the with the team. Uh, Matt Duffy. There's a lot of guys on for the Cubs. I have uh, Matt Duffy, which like you know, okay, Matt Duffy signing or sight sighting, um, and uh, the Cubs are also bringing back Cameron Maben. I thought that was cool, so he's he's on the list as well. Oh, right on. Yeah. So Jeremy, one guy I would like to point out here is uh, Nick Martini. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, he was formerly on the Padres. Uh, looks he's wearing a Phillies hat in his headshot. So I don't know if he played with them at all last year. I remember him from the Padres, uh, and t- he played them with them at least in 2019. But so Nick Martini, Jeremy, I don't know if he's ever been on a roster during Players Weekend, but I totally think his Players Weekend jersey should be uh, shaken, not stirred, um, and maybe just like <laughs> to be able to fit it all on there, just like remove the uh, you know the vowels. So like shaken could be like S H K N then not, and then like S-T-R-D. Um, you know, it'd be, it'd be long. It'd be long, but they could fit it on there, and I think it would be <laughs> worth it. Um, so that would be good. Now, I mean, Nick Martini is a bum. Who knows if he'll make the team? He's God, he's 31 years old, so he's, uh, you know, he's pretty old at this point for a guy who's never really done anything. But, yeah, he stuck out to me. Um, also, Patrick Wisdom. I remember seeing him in a game or yeah. two. I think it was last year. Two, yeah, it must have been last year. But, uh, uh, you know, th- that's, that's a guy... There's got to there's got to be some kind of nickname for that guy. Another guy who's 30 years old. Um, I feel like his name is just too obvious to even have a nickname. But yeah, he was born in 1991, so he's gonna be 30 this year. <laughs> and Jeremy Jose Lobatone, he was the guy who got picked off in that uh, game five of the Nationals uh, Cubs Cubs series, right? He got picked off at first base trying to lead off by uh, Wilson yep. Contreras at a crucial moment of the game. I think that I think that was Jose Lobatone, was it not? It- it, no, m- most certainly was, yeah. And so, like, it's funny for him to come return to the Cubs, uh, a team that kind of like shamed him uh, <laughs> across the league, uh, where he came off the bag by like a, you know, by like a, a hair, um, <clears throat> but was thrown out. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, there's no chance that he makes the team. I don't. I don't no, think so. No. Um, but um, yeah, uh, who was the last one you said, Jack? Before uh, Patrick um, Wisdom. Patrick Wisdom. Oh yeah. So, um, what about this for a nickname for Patrick Wisdom? Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how much of a sense of humor Patrick Wisdom has because I think that would be pretty good. But uh, he'd uh, he'd have to have a pretty good sense of humor about himself. Um, and then Nick Martini, Jack. Uh, so Nick Martini is from Crystal Lake, Illinois, which is um, 
just down North Avenue here in Chicago, mm-hmm. um, near kind of kind of near where I went to high school. Um, but uh, he hit his like first home run and maybe only home run. No, he hit he's hit uh, two in his career. Two in his career. So his I th- believe it was his first one. He hit against the Cubs in an interleague game. And his uh, family was in the bleachers, and they were, like, going crazy. Oh, wow. Uh, I, re- I remember that about Nick Martini. And so, yeah, one of those things where, like, you know, I guess maybe he's kind of on the, on the way out or something and uh, or still trying to hang on, and, you know, this kind of hometown team brings him in for spring training. Uh, again, I don't see him making the team, but a guy who I could see, like, accepting a, a assignment to AAA or something, so – uh, we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, yeah, one of those like local, local kid makes good sort of things, I guess. Absolutely. Um, well, Jeremy, the next team on here is the, uh, the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, not too much, uh, not too much to write home about here. Uh, they did have Nikki Delmonico, former, former White Sox. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that was, that was really all I had there. I just remember, I just remember Nikki Delmonico, uh, for a while, I think White Sox fans, he had like a good last month of a season, Maybe it was in like 2017, and White Sox fans were like, "Oh man, this could maybe this guy could like yeah. be a be a piece for us." And I remember Brewers fans on like the Brewers message board I look at, they were like, "Oh God, how did we ever let Nicky Delmonico go? Like that was so <laughs> stupid of us." Because I think he started with the Brewers, and now uh, you know now now everybody just looks stupid. Yeah, excluding Nicky Delmonico. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean he's a a bum that uh, like. Um, in recent years of baseball card collecting, he's a guy who like everyone has a card of that. They're just hoping they were just hoping he could do something because then they could like make a small profit off of their Nicky Delmonico cards. It was not to be. Um, and uh, yeah, he's been bouncing around and um, <clears throat> yeah. So that's, that's pretty funny there that uh, he's, his name popped up with the reds. Uh, Chesler Cuthbert uh, is another one that, that popped up another guy um, who could share the nickname Chisler. Uh, Sometimes I call him Chisler Cuthbert. <laughs> yeah, um, right, right. Just like Lonnie Chisenhall, the 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 original Chisler. Exactly, exactly. Um, I saw Taylor Na- Tyler Naquin on that list. I think it's Tyler. Yeah, is um, he the guy <clears throat> for the Indians who made that fucking error in the World Series? Just dropped the fly ball against the Cubs. Is that was that Tyler yep, Naquin? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Christ. Yep. Um, and then Jack, do you have the roster up there in front of you? I do, I do. Because, like, honestly, all the I just wrote all all the pitchers, with the exception of maybe like the last one on that list. But they're all just a kind of like journeyman bums who've been bouncing around, who like would make sense to be. They would be. They would like make a non roster invitee all star list. Um, <laughs> can you run those down really quick, Jack? Yeah, sure. We got R.J. Alanis, Matt Ball, Cam Bedrosian, Jesse Biddle, Shane Carl, Josh Osich, the former White Sox, yep. Braden Shipley, and then Bo Takahashi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like so, um, I think Bo Takahashi might have had like a blip in like the Arizona Fall League or something that I took note of. But um, <clears throat> yeah, just a bunch of like I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, single any one of them out. They're they're just like all the same guy or something. Um, but uh, I thought that was funny. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's all I had for the Reds. All right, um, uh, so we will move on now to our next team. We're sort of doing them in alphabetical order here. The Cleveland Indians, Jeremy, uh, the disgraced. Well, I don't know what we're calling them this year. I guess they're still the Indians. Um, so yeah, Cleveland Indians. Uh, their payroll this year is probably going to be about forty million dollars. They traded Francisco Lindor, but uh, but yeah, they certainly are inviting a few guys. Uh, uh, Anthony Ghosts, 
Sticks out to me, Jeremy. That guy yeah. is still trying to hang on. They converted. He former outfielder for the for the Blue Jays. Really good fielder. Couldn't do anything with the bat, so he was converted uh, to a, being a pitcher. I don't know if it was by the Blue Jays or another organization who claimed uh, tried oh, to make yeah. him a reclamation <clears throat> project. But uh, but yeah, so he's uh, he's in camp with the Indians as a pitcher. I you know so that'll be interesting to see if he makes the team. Kind of hope he does. Kind of be a cool story. Um, Oliver Perez. Is uh, was a non-roster invitee. Uh, guy's been around forever. He's ancient. You got to figure he'll probably make the team. He's probably a well-respected guy. But I'm kind of a little surprised he's not on a major league deal. Well, um, that, then, that one is weird to me because like he was he was on the Indians last year, and so uh, that's another one of these like elements of looking at these lists is like guys who were on the team last year but are being brought back as only like a non-roster, like a, have basically not having a guaranteed spot, which like. I don't know if that like increases the saltiness factor there, but like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I assume Oliver Perez will make it. I think he actually had okay numbers last year, and like, the guy's never gonna go away. And so, um, yeah, I could see him cracking the the roster again this year. Brian Brian Shaw also, I was kind of surprised that he didn't just have a roster spot. I mean, I remember he signed like a two or three deal with the Rockies for quite a bit of money, and when he did it, I was like, oh well, good for Brian Shaw. Like he got he got himself paid. Um, but yeah, here he is trying to get a non-roster, uh, just a, you know, he, uh, getting a non-roster invite now. Ryan LaVarnway, Jeremy, I feel like that guy's just been around forever, but he never like, he's never actually on a team. Well, he's just always on like the fringes of being on a team. Yeah. LaVarnway is the guy who like bounced around like seven or eight times in the off season. I want to say from like maybe 2018 to 2019, or it could have even been 17 to 18. Like mm-hmm. in the off season, he was on, like, he seriously was like signed and released, like by like eight in eight different transactions in the off season, including a couple with the Cubs. He was like a cub for probably like a total of like a half a day or something uh, over like two or three different stints um, real quick to go back to Brian Shaw. I mean, Jack uh, 2016, the 2016 world series, you know, obviously you, you hold uh, that 25 man roster of the Cubs uh, there and you have two honorary members of that 2016 Cubs <laughs> World Series championship <laughs> team. One is uh, Michael Martinez, uh, and the other one is Brian Shaw. Yeah, um, he gave up the go-ahead run, did he not? Yeah, like I mean, and 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 just like as I do, like about once a month, go back and watch that uh, tenth inning. Um, you just look at Brian Shaw, and he, he, you just look at him, and you're like, what a poor bastard! Like this guy is just he's just out there to lose the world series for the Indians. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it just, you, you look at him and you're like, dude, you have no idea, man. You are about to lose this world series. And like, I will say that Terry Francona didn't do him any favors because he actually, he was in the game before the rain delay and kind of came back and did come back. And only they're like, all right, Shaw. All right. You're still good to go out there, go out there and lose us a world series. And, yeah, and I he was- did gonna ask you because it, it made no sense that he that he sat down for about a half hour and then they made him pitch again uh, yeah. i think maybe the indians had dan otero left yeah. in the bullpen and maybe like carlos carrasco so uh their options weren't great but i i would take a i would take a fresh guy over a guy that sat down uh any day so you know tito tito made a few mistakes in that game one of them was letting uh letting cory kluber pitch to i think it was Baez, right is Baez the one who hit that home run at the t- in the top of the fifth inning um yes i, I think it so. was yeah so it's just uh yeah you know poorly managed uh tyler naquin jose lobatone brian shaw just like a fucking murderer's row of like guys who've helped the <laughs> cubs win playoff games for sure and then uh my last two guys for the indians are uh, a couple outfielders ben gamble former uh brewer and uh billy hamilton 
Yeah, Billy Hamilton, uh, another guy that just never seems like he's going to go away. Um, I, I do feel like his uh, his nine lives are kind of up in in baseball. Uh, I don't think there's anything left for him to like even try to prove. So I would be kind of surprised if he made the team. Um, uh, ben Gamble, though, I mean, I would have figured that somebody would have given him a guaranteed contract. Like he, he's not a bad player at all. He's he's a good fourth good fourth outfielder to have. He's a guy who can you know he can hit a little bit and he can field okay. Um, never never going to be like a starter anymore. But I, you know, I would take him on a team as a fourth outfielder. Yeah, I mean, he was a guy who I came up a couple times with the Brewers uh, against the Cubs, and uh, I was like, "Don't let this guy beat beat you." And like, I think he did at least one time beat the Cubs, like with some sort of like extra innings hit or something. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, who knows about Billy Hamilton? I mean, like he was finished with the Cubs last year and seemed to be like a kind of a guy at the end of the season who was like, I didn't hate that he was on the team. Um, Clearly, he was just there for his speed and, and a little bit of defense. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I kind of liked having Billy Hamilton and Cameron Maben together just for the, like, the oddity of it all. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. What was I, your nickname? What was your uh, oh, uh, yeah. nickname for them? Oh, you know, it was like, like, Ham, uh, it, it was Hambin or Mableton, I think. Okay, yeah, I like it. You know, that was kind of one of those uh, name uh, – you know, like uh, how they used to, I forget what they used to call Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, um, you know, that or like the Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, but that was like Billy Hamilton and Cameron Mabin. It was sort of an amalgamation of their two names. I liked it, Jeremy. I remember you tweeted it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I poll. I think I made it a poll actually on Twitter. Um, <laughs> either one was great. I couldn't, I couldn't pick one. So Hambin or Mableton, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, well, uh, we'll see. Maybe, <laughs> heck, maybe Hamilton will end up back on the Cubs. Um, but if the Cubs are <laughs> if the Cubs are carrying ha- Billy Hamilton and Cameron Mabin, uh, like at the beginning of this year, uh, that might not be a good sign for the Cubs. So I don't well, know if I hey, want J- the reunion or not. Jeremy, maybe uh, maybe both of those guys will maybe Ben Gamble and uh, Billy Hamilton will make the Indians, and you can call them Gamilton. There, yeah, exactly. There you go. That would be good. Um, let's move on to the Rockies, Jeremy. There's not too much, uh, not too much going on with the Rockies, uh, really. Um, no. I did see that they got Greg Bird and C.J. Crone, which is kind of strange. Chris Owings is somehow still trying to yeah. hang on and make Ugh. a team, um, but yeah, mostly just a bunch of garbage from a, a garbage franchise. Yeah, <laughs> well put. Well, perfectly said. Um, yeah, I saw also made a note of Derek Rodriguez, who was yep. uh, Ivan Rodriguez's son, who like. Debuted is that Ivan well. Rodriguez's? Is that Ivan Rodriguez's son? It is. Yes. It absolutely. Jesus is. Christ! I had no idea. He was yeah. on the Giants, right? Derek Rodriguez was on the Giants for yeah. a little while. Yeah. He okay. debuted. Um. He de- He had a like an impressive like first or second first and second start, I think. Um. And then just kind of went away. Uh. And I was like kind of thinking like, how come we didn't hear about this guy? Like it. It was kind of a similar thing to like Mike Yastrzemski. It's like, how come we never heard about this guy? Yet he's like good. And it's like, oh, I mean, he, he can't actually just be good. He might have just gotten lucky. And I think that, that clearly that's the case if he's a non-roster invitee as a pitcher for the Rockies. That's, I can't imagine a worse <laughs> fate. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so so you got him. And, uh, yeah, Greg Bird is just like, oh, my God. Greg. When, when I heard Greg Bird's name resurface, like, last year, I, he was he on the Rangers or something? Like, I, I was like, Greg Bird is still, God, he's still around. And, like, I remember I had him on my, my fantasy team one year, and it's like, what a fucking, ugh, like, what a bust. Like, what a just uh, just a disappointment. 
Yeah, we saw uh, we saw Adam Engel rob a Greg Bird home run one time. Yeah. Greg Bird is not. <laughs> Greg Bird has never been the same since. Um, uh, let's move on, Jeremy, to the White Sox, uh, our, right. our favorite team from the South Side. So um, the first guy that uh, that caught my eye here was our, our old friend uh, Alex McRae. Um, uh, yeah. former high school teammate of my brother's. So it looks like uh, all signs point to him being a non-roster invitee for the White Sox uh, at spring training, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, uh, even though uh, I'm definitely rooting for Alex, I don't expect him to make the team, so he'll probably uh, probably be AAA depth. Uh, but hey, hopefully he'll get called up at some, time this, uh, at some point this year. Maybe if we can go to games, we could try to coordinate and like see him. Um, which would be which would be really cool, or at least see him while he's on the roster. So I hope he makes the roster. That'd be super cool. I'm not going to get my hopes up, but good luck to Alex there. Also, Jeremy, interestingly enough, Alex will uh, probably get to meet or at least like be in camp with Tony Larusa, which oh, God, is uh, yeah. which is going to I'm sure will uh, be some interesting stories for him. Uh, also, the White Sox have in camp, and I think they've had him in the minor league system for a couple years. But Cody Medeiros, who oh, yeah. was a, a former, if I'm not mistaken, Jeremy, I think he was a former first-round pick of the Brewers, who mm-hmm. has not um, made the major leagues yet. I was looking for him on Baseball Reference, and I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't see it that he has any major league stats. But yeah, Cody Medeiros will be in camp for them, which is uh, also pretty interesting as well. I don't know if you've heard of him, Jeremy, if you followed him as a prospect. I don't. I think it was a little bit before when I really got into him, but I remember like. A couple of years ago at the Under Armour game, we saw a Victor Medeiros, who's a prospect now, and I think he's drafted at this point. I can't remember by who, but uh, but yeah, and that brought up the conversation of Cody, which I feel like I saw his name, but I never really, I wasn't following super close when he was coming up. But uh, but yeah, yeah, he was drafted. I'm I'm looking here. He was drafted 12th overall by the Brewers uh, in 2014. So yeah, that was one one hell of a draft pick by Doug Melvin and company. That was a good one. Um, he might have actually been traded for somebody okay. I'm going to look at his transactions here, if I can find them, uh, which I cannot. They don't list any transactions because he is uh, just, a, just a minor league guy. Well, fuck it. Um, but, yeah, Cody Medeiros, um, so he's there. Um, so that'll be interesting. Jonathan Lucroy, obviously, that's a big one, Jeremy. He's yeah. going to be a non-roster invitee for the White Sox. Again, uh, for the purposes of like making this podcast interesting, I really hope Jonathan Lucroy makes it. I think that would be pretty funny. Yeah, it could be interesting. Um, <clears throat> uh, Nick Williams was another name that jumped out to me too. Just a guy who like seemed to have some promise there with the Phillies and never really, um, never really happened. For a second, I, ha- I had to Google him because I'm like, I got him and Aaron Altair confused. I feel like they're they're kind of just like similar, like tall outfielders um, who who <laughs> never neither one really ever really broke through but uh yeah i'm not sure if he can make the uh the outfield for the white Sox, but um but yeah we'll see we'll see what happens there and uh finally jeremy uh tim beckham um is uh is in camp the former number one overall pick in 2008 with the rays he has somehow surfaced with the white Sox. uh hey you know what if tim beckham makes the team at least gene honda is going to know how to say his name you know he had a beckham uh there so it'll be tim Beckham. So yeah. there you go. That's yeah. what you can expect. You know, I kind of glossed over that one because I would, I kind of like, again, like Tim Beckham and Tim Anderson, like, I feel like they, I, at one point I feel like, like Tim Anderson might've been the poor man's Tim Beckham. And <laughs> clearly that has flipped. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of, that's kind of interesting there. Um, let's move on to the, the Royals. 
another Cactus League team. You know, it, it's interesting. I never even paid attention to this, but I didn't even friggin' know the Royals were in the Cactus League. I, you know, I guess if, if you would have asked me which, because the Royals are kind of right in the middle of the country, it seems like most of the East Coast teams are, or all of the East Coast teams are in the Grapefruit League. If you would have asked me which league the Royals were in, uh, I don't know if I would have gotten that one right. But, um, but yeah, we're, uh, the Royals, we got uh, Brad Brock yep. was invited. Brock is a crock. Uh, like that one, uh, Mark Bubblebath. Uh, uh, credit to credit to him for that. Uh, Jeremy, it's always interesting when um, a guy had a lot of success with the team, and then he went he went elsewhere, yeah. and his career kind of fizzled out, and then now he's back with that team, um, trying to make that team again. Wade Davis. Wade Davis is in camp with the Royals this year, so that'll be interesting to see if he makes it. He had a couple of horrible seasons with the Rockies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that one kind of jumped out to me, and. Um... I don't know. I don't really know what the Rocky or what the Royals are this year. Like with the acquisition of Andrew Benintendi, like, are they going to try to compete? Um, well, yeah, they got Carlos Santana too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird. So I don't know. I mean, um, I get, I think this came up like episode or two ago, but like that Josh Stamont like looks like the real deal out of their bullpen. So that's going to be exciting to see. But um I don't know. Maybe Wade Davis can be there to teach Josh Stallmont like the nerve to close out games in the big leagues, and then they can cut his ass. I don't know. Uh. Well, you know, and and Jeremy, I remember there was that one story you told me about how uh, you know they they asked like all of these players like what would you do if you had a bunch of money, and Wade Davis was like, oh, nothing. Like I would just sit on my porch and like drink beer with my friends. And it's like, yeah, dude, you don't need to. You've made like you know a hundred million dollars in the game of baseball. Why don't you just go go find a porch? And just drink beer now. Why do you have to like be, t- you know, trying to trying to make another team? I mean, obviously he doesn't need to. So, uh, you know, for a guy who's that laid back, it's it's a little surprising that he's that he's still sticking around. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'd sit on my sit on my porch and drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, Urban Santana, um, Jeremy. I really hope he makes the, the team. If there's one guy, there was one guy in all 30 teams who I uh, was pouring over these uh, non-roster invitees. And I was like, man, I can't believe that guy is still trying to hang on. It's Urban Santana. You know, two years ago, Jeremy, we made fun of how <laughs> how uh, funny it was that he started the game for the White Sox that we went to. And here he is still trying to hang on with the Royals. Was he on the Royals at some point, too? Oh, man. So I think that the game that we saw that, Santana, that Urban Santana started, that was against the Royals. So yeah. you may be thinking that I don't huh. remember Irvin Santana ever huh. being with the Royals, but Jack, I, I could be wrong. Turn your, turn your clock back to 2013. Cause he started 32 games for the Royals in 2013. Oh, Jesus. Did he really? Yeah. That was his first team that he pitched for after the angels. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, then it's just been a, uh, yeah. One year with the Royals, one year with the Braves and then a couple years with the twins. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I thought I had a, a vague memory of Irvin Santana on the Royals, but so I guess again, you know, when when you make that kind of contribution to a team, just like with uh, Wade Davis, you got to bring him back. Um, so there you go. So he he's back. Um, uh, Hanser Alberto too was just one other name that I put out there, but uh, one of those um, those uh, Orioles that kind of went their their own way this year. Yeah, and I, I seem to recall Hanser Alberto was actually okay with the Royals a couple years, uh, the Orioles rather, a couple years ago. So I was a little bit surprised that they kind of just gave up on him. But yeah. uh, you know, I suppose they did. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty decent numbers in 2019. Um, so that's a guy who I could see. I mean, shit, if he can't make the, the Royals, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, if I had a bet on one of those guys, I would say he he's got the best shot. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so uh, who who do you got next there, Jack? Yeah, well, we got the Angels. The Angels coming up next, Jeremy. Okay. Um, yeah, you got Junior Guerra yep. is in camp with the Angels. Uh, former former Brewer um, had some good seasons with them, some bad, but uh, but he's there. Um, and then you got uh, uh, let's see who else stood out. Phil Goslin. Oh was yeah. Phil Goslin still sticking around. Jack, Jesus, man. Jack was Phil Goslin mentioned on the podcast ever? Well, we we went to a, uh, the Phillies Cubs game we went to in 2019. I think Phil Goslin pinch hit in that game, so okay. I would guess probably he was mentioned. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he didn't make the last out though. That was a diff. That was that. Uh, I forgot what the fuck that guy's name was on the like Reds or something. Oh uh, no! That yeah, that was Tony Renda. Tony Renda, yeah, okay. Yeah, the 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 mighty the mighty Tony Renda, as you called him when John Lackey when John Lackey struck him out. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I also I also remember going to a game by myself, um, Cubs and D backs at, at one point, and the Cubs like. I went there just to see some like kind of like young prospects or something with the D backs or something. And like Phil Gosselin was on that team. And I'm like, come on, man, get this guy out of the lineup. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he's there. John Jay uh, is there uh, for the angels. Um, I guess another kind of like Madden guy, like, mm-hmm. like sort of thing. And I also know a Scott Shebler is, it was in camp too. I uh, got an invite. From yeah, the, the former the former uh, red Scott Shebler, who I believe probably played in that Tony Renda game that we saw, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, which is which is funny. Juan Lagares is yep. still trying to hang on with the Angels. Um, then they had one guy. I don't know who the hell he is, Jeremy, but his name stood out to me. Jeremiah Jackson. Jeremy, you ever see the movie <laughs> Jeremiah Johnson? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I've never okay. seen it. I've, 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 I'm, I've heard it, but is it Robert yeah. Redford or something? Robert Redford? Yeah, he yeah. plays a mountain. He plays a mountain man. Um, there, there's like a whole song at the beginning where it's like Jeremiah Johnson. <laughs> I, I, th- those are the only words that I know. But then like there's this like this old guy that he meets. And the old guys like uh, you skin grizz, as in like grizzlies. And then uh, you know uh, Jeremiah Johnson's like about as fast as you can catch him. So uh, yeah, Robert Robert uh, Robert Redford plays a mountain man in the movie Jeremiah Johnson. Check it out. It's from the early '70s. But yeah, Jeremiah Jackson, number 97, uh, is in camp as an infielder with the Angels. So he, maybe uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's actually a prospect that, for the for the for the Angels. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. Um, let me look up to see what I want to say. He was a second rounder. Yeah, second rounder in 2018. Oh so, wow. Okay. So yeah, he was a high draft pick. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of those guys getting a shot here with the with the big league club. Um, so yeah, we'll see what uh, what happens. There's uh the Angels. Um, you know, have Joe Adele. Uh, this year is gonna. He debuted last year, but um, you you assume he's gonna make the team out of out of camp. Um, so yeah, we'll see if Jeremiah Jackson is another one of those guys and um. Jordan Adams is another prospect they got there. So a lot of J names that, that are easy to confuse, but, um, but yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, let's move on to the other LA team. Uh, I, I have, I'm so unenthusiastic about talking about the Dodgers, man. Fuck the Dodgers. But, (laughs) um, there are a couple guys, Brandon Morrow, um, still trying to hang on. Uh, I remember the Cubs signed him to like a two or three year deal. And it was, it was a complete waste of money. It was a terrible contract. Like, you know, they must have paid him about $15 million or somewhere in the neighborhood of that. And uh, he just, he never did, he never did shit for him. I think he was, they, they were, they bandied about the idea of him being their closer, but it just never, never happened. Yeah, he was good for about, I want to say four weeks or five, five weeks maybe. <laughs> so like he got paid whatever, if it was $15 million, he got paid that for like five weeks of like 
good relief and then just never could fucking set foot on the on the you know between the lines again for that team um one of those things about that specifically jack like that's another one of those things that like kind of just like chides you a little bit as a as a fan of a team where like a guy you know this one was just a free agent signing luckily it wasn't like a uh, they traded a prospect but it's like okay so morrow was on the the dodgers um you know they pitched him in every fucking game of the was it the 2017 world series uh uh-huh. or could have been the 2018 i can't remember but um pitching him in every goddamn game of that of that world series then the cubs are like oh great a guy who's been overworked and overused and pitched in high pressure situations let's sign him to a two-year three-year deal whatever <laughs> uh they did um also like a guy yeah who was never a closer but it's like let's sign him as our closer um and then yeah just gives us you know fucking crap in a in a bag and uh <laughs> then he goes back to the dodgers so it's like god damn it it's like the fucking dodgers like you know they're like you know again this one is a little different because it was a free agent signing but it's one of those things where like then he goes back to that team i not for a second do i believe he's gonna make any impact with the dodgers so i'm not sweating it but like those situations like like the uh, chapman for instance like he you know the yankees were like okay you can use chapman for two months now, granted, Madden ran Chapman into the ground, but that's another story. <laughs> but you know, it's like, all right, you can you can have Chapman for two months. Give us Glaber Torres, and then when he's done, he's gonna come back to and be with us. So like, you know, enjoy it, Cubs. Uh, so those those sting a little, and that Morrow was in that territory a little bit. Yeah, that's that's called that's called having your cake and eating it too. You yeah. know, um, Jimmy Nelson, Jeremy <laughs> yeah. is in. <laughs> Jimmy, one a freak freak injury. Uh, with the Brewers, um, he was actually like, he was panning out. He seemed like yeah. he was going to be a guy who was going to be in the rotation for the Brewers. He was young enough. I mean, he was born in 1989. So at the time he got hurt, he was probably 27, 28 years old. So just entering the prime of his career. And then uh, I think he, he got sliding back into first base. I don't know if it was a pickoff attempt or just a throw from the outfield. I can't remember. If, if I remember but, correctly, Jack, he like, he like, he like, like, whizzed the ball off of like the left field wall and took like this like big turnaround first base like he was like you know ricky henderson or something and then dove had to dive back into first and i think that's when he hurt his arm if i remember correctly yeah and they said it was a very uh, very strange injury for like a pitcher to have yeah um uh and so yeah he was just never able to recover from that the brewers they tried to bring him back he must have been rehabbing for almost two years but, uh, but yeah, it just didn't work out. Um, I think he maybe pitched a little bit in 2019 or 2020, and he just he didn't have it. So they ended up uh, they ended up cutting him. I don't know if he pitched with the Dodgers at all last year. I don't was, think he did. Yeah, but I thought uh, he did, but um, no, he didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he he's in camp with the Dodgers, so he, who knows? Maybe he'll make it again, sort of like Brandon Morrow. I I kind of doubt it. Um, one more guy that stood out to me for the Dodgers, Jeremy, was Matt Davidson. Yeah. Uh, we literally. Jeremy, you and I saw the highlight of Matt Davidson's life <laughs> yes, yes. when he struck out John Carlos Stanton. There was a lot of conversation after that season. I think that was the 2018 season, but about Matt Davidson becoming a two-way player. Everybody was really excited about it, um, and then he he ended up becoming a no-way player. I don't, yeah, I don't think I don't think he's like played since that since that season. So yeah, no. Matt Davidson. No, for, yeah, a zero way player, uh, Matt Davidson. Um, yeah, for sure. Like I know it's, um, yeah, that, that ship sailed. Like 
I don't understand how you can go. Like, couldn't he have just been like, hey, guys, all right, fine. Listen, I, I won't I won't bat anymore. Just like, let me pitch. Just let me be on the team, please. Like, like, how did how did that happen? How does someone get two way player buzz to like not playing again? Like, it's like, <laughs> how did both things fall apart? Like, you really like screwed up somewhere along the line, Matt Davidson. So that that was that's kind of funny. Um, the uh, the only other one I wrote down for the Dodgers, uh, Jack, was Tim Fedorovich. Who's yep. another guy who's just like, God, this guy is still around. Like he, he was, I think with the Dodgers and he was with the Cubs very briefly. That seems like it was like five or six years ago at this point. He, um, Jeremy, he might've been on the 2016 Cubs that he, you know, he, for like briefly, he might've played a couple games with them. I'm going to look it up right now, Yeah, but that. yes, he was, he was on the Cubs at some point. That was, uh, yeah, it was in 2016. He batted, he got 31 official at bats with the 2016 Cubs. That man has a World Series ring. <laughs> yeah, from the Cubs of all teams too. That's yeah, that's awesome. And like, uh, yeah, and so like, yeah, I I know I kind of like liked him a little bit like on the Cubs, but like, again, just you know, quintessential backup catcher, maybe even like third string catcher, and uh, um, still around. I have no idea if he's appeared in a game since 2016. I have no idea, but he's in camp with the Dodgers and. I don't know. Maybe they, um, I don't know. Maybe they just owed him money and they're like, well, just come here and, you know, use our facilities or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, uh, uh, made his debut in 2011. Um, obviously he's still trying to make, uh, make a team. His, his career high for games played is 56. Um, wow. and then, it, and then it goes down to 29 and then 23. So those are the three highest game totals this guy has had in his career, and yet he made his debut in 2011. So, uh, yeah, you know what? You want to talk about uh, Wilkin Castillo. Uh, you know, some of, these guys, some of these guys just keep trying to hang around. So, yeah, that, I, I definitely noticed that one as well. So that's a good call. Crazy. All right, Jeremy. So the next team we're going to look at here is my team. The Brewers, they got a few interesting guys here. We got uh, Box Bradberger. Brad, <laughs> yeah. Brad Boxberger is in camp with the uh, the Brewers. Another guy still hanging on. I think we saw him. We saw him pitch in that infamous Irvin Santana Royals game. He pitched for the Royals. Oh, I think he gave up a home run. So yeah, he pitched. Uh, he pitched in that game. They got Blaine Hardy. They invited um, Jordan Zimmerman. Is yeah. uh, is in camp with the Brewers, Jeremy Jordan Zimmerman that's, from I, be- I believe Auburndale, Wisconsin. If I'm not certain, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's um, that was one that really stood out to me, Jack. I this would be a, a fun stat to look to look up is like guys who are like coming off of like the biggest contracts who then become non roster invitees the next year. It's like Jordan Zimmerman signed that huge contract with the Tigers. Like had a great stint with the Nats to start his career through that like no hitter um with the uh with the Nats and um then signed that huge contract with the Tigers and I don't think did he ever have a good year with the Tigers and then No, he was I think he was pretty just consistently terrible with them yeah. uh, throughout his the 5 year or so deal that he signed. Um I I I'm positive that the only reason he's in camp with the Brewers is because he's from Wisconsin. Right. Um I I remember reading a little article I think it might have been in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel where they were they were interviewing him and he's like yeah he's like yeah I'm excited to be uh, to be in camp with them I, I really wasn't getting a lot of interest this winter so it's uh, you know it's good it's like it's like his agent was probably like dude don't tell people you weren't getting any interest <laughs> right. so like yeah you know I had like a dozen or so teams interested in me but the Brewers were the hometown team so I wanted to be with them you know you don't have to say that you weren't getting any interest <laughs> well even like his family should have been saying like come on man like you're you're <laughs> disgracing the Zimmerman name like like. <laughs> Just lie and say like, yeah, you know, uh, it was a tough choice, but I had to go with my hometown Brewers. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I don't um, know. So, yeah, he'll be there. It'll be inter- so it'll be interesting to see if he makes the team. I would assume if they send him to AAA, he'll just refuse the assignment and just, you know, just go home to Auburndale to go, you know, to go fishing and uh, or whatever you do in Auburndale. ATVing or something, yeah. Yeah, 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 ATVing. Yeah, that's what I was, uh, that's what I was looking for. Um, yeah, because, I mean, his contract with the Tigers was for about 150 mil, so he doesn't need the money. Um, so this is an interesting one. a long one. way in uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, a long, a long way in Auburndale. That's that's for sure. <laughs> um, Travis Shaw yes. is in camp with the. Uh, so that's very interesting because the Brewers, you know, they missed out on Justin Turner, um, so they need a third baseman. Travis Shaw is a guy who I believe in two different seasons has hit thirty plus home runs. The mayor of Ding Dong City. So uh, yeah, bringing the guy back, giving him one more shot. I like it. I like it. Maybe he can make the team and uh, recapture some of that magic. I mean, yeah, it's only one of those situations where it's like, is he disgraced? Is this like a disgraceful return to like come back as a non-roster invitee? Um, because again, I'm like, it's kind of sad. I'm like, man, Trevor Shaw has gotten to the point where he's a non-roster in- invitee. Like, um, I mean, yeah, I kind of, um, I kind of had, I kind of had high thoughts of uh, Travis Shaw and. Um, yeah, I think he was with the the Blue Jays last year and like, he was, his headshot is a, is a Blue Jays headshot. So he was with them. He was yeah. with them. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, certainly a guy, I think he's a guy, I, I just like, keep the guy at third base, keep the guy off of second base. I'm like, that was, I still, I still can't, can't wrap my head around it. And this is from a guy who was a Cubs fan with, with Joe Madden as a manager. I'm like, I'm like, he's Travis Shaw at second, but I just cannot get over it. And, um, I don't know, like so. We'll we'll see what he can do, but uh, leave the guy leave the guy at third base or first base, please. I don't know. No, I agree with you, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, they were putting Travis Shaw and Mike Mustakis at at second base at times. Mike Mustakis, another guy where it's like, you know, what is this? You can't just put anybody at second base That's and expect them to be good. Kind of how I feel. It's like if, it sounds like a video game sort of thing. It's like, oh, cool, I got Ken Griffey Jr., but I already have Barry Bonds. So uh, Griffey, you play shortstop. It's like, okay, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, Trevor Shaw is not Ken Griffey Jr., but you get my gist. No, I I, I get the uh, get the gist there. Uh, Jace Peterson. Um, oh. I don't really have a lot to say about Jace Peterson, except, but he's still trying to hang around. Except, yeah, he's a fucking dinosaur. I'm like Jace Peterson. I mean, he's probably. I'm sure there's older guys on the list than Jace Peterson, but that's a guy who's just like, he's. I feel like he's been like in the conversation for years, but like, is this guy any better than like you know like a like a 27th man? on like a roster, you know, like, like, but he's, he's, he's managed to stick around. I, I'd be interested to hear, to talk to a team who like a fan of a team that Jace Pearson was not like, he was on the, the Braves and the Padres maybe like, like what did anyone ever see in Jace Peterson is what I want to know. Like, did, was there ever a glimmer? Was there ever a glint <laughs> that, that like someone, like a couple guys like us, Jack uh, in Chicago wouldn't have seen, you know, I don't know who who knows, but uh, yeah, yeah. Who was it, Marty? Uh, Mar- was it Marty Schottenheimer, that coach that just died? He always used uh-huh. to say, "There's a gleam, men. There's a gleam." <laughs> you know, I don't know if I don't think anybody ever said that about Jace Peterson. So there <laughs> no. you go. Um, one one other guy I want to talk about for the Brewers is uh, Dylan Cousins. Okay, um, it's a guy who like most people would not know, but like if you look at Dylan Cousins is I don't know if you have quick access to do it, Jack. Uh, if you look at Dylan Cousins minor league numbers. Um, he was a masher in the minors, um, with the Philly in the Phillies organization. Like he hit like 40 something homers in the minors, like maybe like consecutive years or something. And yeah, Jesus Christ. So I'm looking at him right now, Jeremy, yeah. 2016 and double a with the Phillies. He had 40 home runs, 125 RBIs yeah. and he hit 276. Yeah. That's, that's studly. That's amazing. 
Yes. And you're talking to a guy who's holding a good amount of Dylan Cousins autographs because I thought this guy was going to be the next big thing. And he even like so he couldn't crack the uh, the Phillies. I feel like he was kind of a similar guy to Reese Hoskins a little bit. Um, so that might have hurt blocked him there. Um, but uh, uh, of course, he was an outfielder, I think. Um, then he went to the Rays and I was like, OK, the Rays, he'll, he'll break through with the Rays. This has got to be it. And it didn't happen. So now. I'm sure with my luck, he'll go to the Brewers, maybe, you know, kind of become this like, who the hell was this Dylan Cousins guy? And like, um, you know, probably beat the Cubs a couple times. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, his numbers are crazy. Yeah, I'm. I'm. When I had no idea about this guy, Jeremy. So now I. Uh, now I'm kind of excited about him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and he. He. Be. So he had twenty from 2016 to 2018. His home run totals were 40. In 2016, 2017, he hit 27 home runs. In 2018, he hit 21 home runs. So yeah, the guys. You know, the guys got some serious power. He's a big dude. He's six six two forty five. Yeah. Um, and I. I don't know. Uh, you know, hey, who knows? Maybe he can make the team as like a pinch hitter and uh, you know, crack the starting lineup every once in a while. That would excite me. Yep, and I will say, Jack, too. I was at the. I, he's only, he's only had one career home run, uh, and I was at that game. Uh, Are you serious? Really? Yeah, yeah. So I was excited to like. I, again, I was like watching that game. I'm like, all right, Dylan Cousins finally up in the big leagues, and he hits a home run. This is awesome. Like I'll be able, always be able to say I saw Dylan Cousins' first homer, and uh, I could also say I saw Dylan Cousins' only homer at this point. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Well, Jeremy, you said you have a lot of his autographs, right? You probably had just had dollar signs in your eyes yes. after he hit that that home run. Absolutely, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good list of guys for the Brewers, Jeremy. Some guys to be excited about there. For me, I think we'll, uh, we can move on to the the A's here. Okay. Um, uh, so just for pitchers, they had they invited Brian Schlitter uh, yes. to uh, to camp the old the old Chicago Cub Brian Schlitter. He might even be from Illinois, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's correct. Yeah. 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 You know, it's weird. I in looking at this list, I, I just couldn't help but but plan to. I couldn't help but like, uh, you know, think of like all these like, um, you know, former Cubs and like, I, you know, you you only notice those things I think when it's your team. Like it seems like, you know, you're like, you're like I, I look at you know baseball and I'm like, oh look at all these former Cubs on all these different rosters. I'm sure like other teams can think that, but you know it doesn't stand out to you because, you know, you're not as tuned in as to the other guys. But like it seems like there's a lot of. Cubs, especially Cubs like relief pitchers, um, in camp with a lot of these teams. Uh, but yeah, Schlitter, <laughs> of course, being one of those. Um, so uh, so yeah, Brian Schlitter, uh, which again I couldn't tell you the last time he played pitch in the majors. Um, surprised that he's still around, but but he is. Um, uh, another guy uh, in the conversation of <laughs> Jack, we need this is becoming absurd and yeah to the point where like. I maybe need to just find a new angle, but like another guy who looks like the guy from <laughs> the machinist, uh, <laughs> Montana Durapo. Uh, I don't even know if that's how you say his name, but he was a relief pitcher with the, uh, the pirates, I believe uh, he's in camp with the Oakland days. And uh, yeah, just kind of one of those weird kind of like barrel, like, like shaped men, like, uh, big picture guy and like um yeah I don't know uh, that's for a guy with that name you you kind of wish he was a little more successful at, at at baseball so the name would catch on because it's a it's a you know million dollar name Montana du, du Rapo 
Yeah, um, it's it sounds like uh, you know the a, a guy who'd be wearing a, a black hat in a western movie. You know, yeah. like he sounds like he'd be a bad guy. Jeremy, I think one of the reasons that guy from The Machinist was cast was uh, <laughs> that that character was like a figment of Christian Bale's imagination, right? If I if I remember Spoiler correctly. Alert, yes. Yeah. Well, there, there we go. I mean, we we've, we've already ruined this entire movie about ten times over for people. So sure. uh, yeah, if any of you are. Uh, thinking of watching it, but um, but yeah, I mean, maybe they cast him because he has one of those faces. You know, he just looks like he could be a lot of different people. So maybe uh, you know, maybe some low key, uh, brilliant casting there. But yeah, Jeremy, I definitely in the in the uh, sort of the pantheon of like cool names, Montana Durapo uh, sticks out. Speaking of names uh, that stuck out to me, I have no clue who this guy is. Uh-huh. But you got Ka- Kyle McCann uh, is a catcher who was invited uh, to the A's camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy, I feel like the McCanns are the new Hundleys. You know, if your yeah. name is Hundley, it doesn't matter. Like Randy Hundley, Todd Hundley, Nick Hundley, who is unrelated to Randy and Todd, but all <laughs> catchers, right? Yeah. So McCanns, you got Brian McCann, James McCann, Kyle McCann. If your name is McCann, you got to be a catcher. So the McCanns are the new Hundleys. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, again, I think kind of a high-ish draft pick uh if i remember for the a's though he hasn't really stood out on my radar but um but yeah uh of course you know a catcher a mccann he's got to be a catcher and yeah so we'll see if he can hopefully he can you know continue the uh the the great legacy that brian mccann has has set um <laughs> yeah let's let's hope players. he uh let's hope he has his uh his his book of unwritten rules. Um, let's hope he brought that to camp with him exactly. so he can study it. Um, Nick Allen, our boy, Nick Allen is in, is in camp. Jeremy, you remember Nick Allen? I absolutely do. And I, I got to say, I was, I was happy to see that just, just for proof that he made it out of that interview with that weirdo kid alive. <laughs> um, so he, the, it's proof of proof of life, you know? Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, we'll see. I, you know, Nick Allen, like, man, his, his, his like offensive numbers were pretty abysmal uh, at the point where we saw him, but we definitely could see the glove there. And it seems like he's kind of committed himself to hitting over the last couple of years. And um, it seems like a guy who's going to crack the, the majors at some point, possibly later this year. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it looks like he kind of committed to hitting a little bit more and um, yeah, we're still waiting from someone from that team to make the majors. I'm like, of all the of the minor league teams we've games we've seen, I'm like, who, who of them have made the majors at this point? Yeah, I'm I know. Sure. Uh, Alex uh, Kirilov did briefly last year. Okay, okay. In yeah, one game, um, he actually debuted in a playoff game for the Twins last year. Um, so he might be the first one. Maybe there was probably a pitcher or something, but but yeah. And I think Royce Lewis might have a chance this year too. So, well, he uh, won't yeah. because he he tore his ACL. Did you see? You, I guess you didn't see that story. Oh, there. I didn't. I didn't see the news. No, he, he tore his ACL. He's gonna be out nine to twelve months. Man, fucking brutal. Oh man, that's yeah. that is brutal. And it's brutal for the Twins too because they gave him like a seven million dollars signing bonus. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's that's bad all around, and you, you kind of feel bad. He his his star has kind of dimmed a little bit over the couple of years, but like. Who the hell knows once he gets to the majors? But like, it's it's not going to happen. It's it, that's brutal. That's a really tough one for for Royce Lewis. It is. Um, uh, a couple more guys here, though, Jeremy. I guess they're unremarkable, but Pete Cosma, yeah. Jed Lowry, a couple of bums, uh, just still trying to hang on with the A's. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just nothing, uh, nothing super exciting there. Jed Lowry, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I thought he was maybe above ro- non roster. Uh, like level, but I guess not. And, um, <laughs> going back to the A's, like, I think this might be the third time he's been on the A's. I, I don't freaking know. But, no. Yeah. 
Um, let's go move on to the Padres. Um, we're obviously uh, going to have an exciting major league roster this year. Um, Jeremy, is Mackenzie Gore, is that the guy who's the big prospect for the Padres? He is, yeah, he okay, is. Okay, yeah, looks like he's going to be a non-roster invitee, so that's that's uh, exciting. Nick Ramirez is going to be in camp. Uh, I don't know, just a, that that's that's another guy I've heard of. Um, yeah. yeah, not not really much remarkable here, though, Jeremy. A lot of guys I haven't heard of. Oh, God, God, okay, no, Pedro Florimone. What the hell is he doing in a camp? That guy was he was a bum eight years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I uh, a name that I've heard many times, but I never really committed to to thought. But yeah, you're right. He's he's just been a name that's kind of been in the fringe for for years. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, as far as um, uh, Mackenzie Gore goes, um, I think it's kind of interesting. Like according to the the MLB.com roster, he he has number one right now. Yep, and yep. I'm like. I don't know if a pitch. I know that like Marcus Stroman wears what does he wear six or something like. Mm-hmm. There's a couple pitchers who've worn like odd like single digit numbers just for the oddity of it. But like, I don't think McC- Mackenzie Gore is going to be number one in the major leagues like the the uniform number one. But that would be pretty interesting to see if he if he wore the number one. Um, it's and it's in a way it's kind of funny where it's like for position players who aren't going to make the 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 the. The roster, you know, they give them number like 87 or 79 or whatever, some crazy big number. It's like, it's like, it's almost the opposite for pitchers. Like, yeah, like, or like, you know, he's setting a trend or something. Like, number one is like the lowest you can go. And it's like, he, you know, might not make the, the, the roster out of spring training. Although I do think Mackenzie Gore will debut this year at some point. Okay. Yeah. That'll be, uh, that'll be exciting. That'll be something to, something to look out for. Um, uh, Jeremy, the next team we got here is the San Francisco Giants. Um, so, uh, yeah, who do you got for the Giants? Well, I got a couple names here, Jack. Uh, number one, someone who kind of came in who wasn't on, like, the MLB.com list was Scott Kazmir. Signed, oh, just... God, Scott Kazmir. He's still trying to hang around? Yes, yeah. He just signed, like, I want to say today or yesterday, uh, a minor league uh, deal. Um with the giants i'm like i don't know the last time he pitched in the major leagues um he's it's been nearly five years since casimir now 37 pitched in the majors with the dodgers um and i bet people probably forget about that even um but yeah that's crazy scott casimir um a guy who just like you know kind of seemed like he was gonna be a star um but uh, god that was back in 2005 that he kind of had that breakout um but yeah so that's crazy scott casimir um but uh, yeah, Scott Kazmir, uh, Arismendi Alcantara, <laughs> yep, is on yep. that list. Which is crazy. I remember Cub. Jeremy. I remember uh, one time I told you this was must have been in like July of uh, 2014. I guess it was when Arismendi Alcantara debuted with the Cubs, and uh, I was I texted you. I'm like, hey Jeremy, I'm uh, you know I'm going to the game today with my dad, and you <laughs> you just wrote back Arismendi Alcantara with like an exclamation point. So that was uh, <laughs> that was like the only. Uh, the only time anybody has ever been excited about him. So congratulations. Well, we'll file that in with my hair, baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I really am a fucking uh, homer for the Cubs, aren't I? I'm just a fucking like like unoriginal bum, huh? <laughs> That's funny, man. <laughs> um, I, uh, uh, Jeremy, I the the Giants website here that I'm looking at is all messed up, so I don't I don't have any access to their their roster. Any other guys on the Giants that you that you uh, like that you? The only like um like oddball that I saw was uh, Jay Jackson. 
Um, who do you okay. remember? Yeah, Jay Jackson, the former Brewer. See, he was on the Brewers for a minute. I think he pitched in like Japan for a long time. Mm-hmm. He was, I mean, he was like an old rookie, but he was on the Brewers for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, a uh, 27 year old rookie in in 2015. Then uh, with the Padres. Then with the um, yeah, he probably was still had rookie eligibility with the Brewers in 2019 at age 31. He was a Cubs draft pick uh, back in 2008, actually. Oh um, wow. So, uh, yeah, ninth round. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, just a guy who I – when I heard him, like, pitching for the for the Brewers, I'm like, oh, my God, that same guy? Because I remember him as a, as a prospect. And, like, uh, yeah, uh, so he's um, he's in camp with the Giants again. And uh, eh, that, that's all I got to say about that. But uh, just <laughs> worth mentioning, I guess. Um, yeah, let's move on to the uh, Mariners, Jeremy. I don't have a ton of guys here. Rowanus Elias is b- uh, back in camp with the Mariners. Um, I mean, I know he went to the Nationals for a little while. So that's mm-hmm. some, that's another guy kind of going back to the team he started with. Um, other than that, Ke- Jared Kelenic, he's a, he's a, we, I mean, we talked about him a little bit earlier. So he's going to be in camp with the Mariners. Would be cool if he makes the team. Um, hey, if it was up to that CEO, he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't make the team. Uh, they'd right. fuck with his service time. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Julio Rodriguez also in camp. Uh, I guess the one veteran, the one bum you're kind of surprised is still hanging on is Sam Travis, yeah. former Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I honestly, Jack, I didn't have too many guys on the list, and mm-hmm. I just my thought was like, well, I guess the the Mariners aren't planning to manipulate anyone's service time because <laughs> they're just going to go straight to the major leagues, so that they didn't need to bring in too many, um, you know, non roster guys. All right, uh, moving on to the Rangers. Uh, I think they're our last cactus league team then we'll uh, we'll switch on over to the grapefruit we'll go across the country but first we'll do the rangers jeremy uh the, na- the first name that stood out to me here there weren't really too many uh, mostly pitchers but matt bush uh he yep. beat the prison rap a couple <laughs> years ago so he's he's still he's still around um a former number one overall pick if i'm not mistaken i think he started off as a shortstop um he converted him to a pitcher because he had a good arm and he's actually pitched a little bit in the major leagues but yeah matt bush spent a long time in prison um so he's he's back in camp with the rangers yeah he was he was good in the in the rangers bullpen a couple years ago and then kind of fell off a little bit um so yeah i guess i don't know where he's been in the meantime but he was with the Rangers in, I want to say, like 2017 or something. So mm-hmm. um, Jarrell Cotton is there. Uh, Jarrell Cotton was on the Cubs briefly. I don't think he pitched in the majors with the team, but he he, he made a couple of baseball card sets last year as a Cub, and it's just like you look – I'll say this, Jack. The, the update set that comes out at the end of the year usually has a lot of rookie debuts and a lot of, like, traded guys. And since there was so, so few of the – so little of the season – there really wasn't much to do in that set. And it was one of the more pathetic baseball sets I've ever seen in my life. And <laughs> a, a shining example of, of that like futility is the, is the fact that there's a Jarrell cotton Cubs baseball card. Like, Jesus <laughs> man. What, what a fucking like oddball this is going to be like in years uh, to come. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you got him. Uh, Ian Kennedy is there yep. uh, still kicking. Um, yep. One guy that I saw, uh, Spencer Patton. Jack, do you remember Spencer Patton? I don't. See, he came up with the Cubs. He was um, a pitcher on, like, I want to say the 2015 or 2016 Cubs. And he was one of the guys who, like, famously, like, Madden, like, put took off the mound and put into left field and had, like, I don't know, some – some. He, 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 like, replaced him with a, a pitcher – uh, but then, like, brought Patton back in the game. And uh, famously, like, someone hit, like, a fly ball to the wall in left field. And Spencer Patton actually had to go out and make the play. And he, like, 
he jumped and he like caught it, but he like hit his back against the Ivy and he was okay, but it was like kind of a crazy play. And uh, so that's what I remember Spencer Patton for. He left the Cubs to go play in, I want to say Japan or Korea or something. And he's back in the majors now with Texas. Uh, but I think, I don't know if he'll ever live, live beyond that, uh, you know, that, that play. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing. I'm gonna have to look that up on YouTube uh, it, after uh, after this podcast because I yeah I totally missed that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was quite exhilarating, especially as a Cubs fan. But it was just like one of those things where it's like, oh my god, they hit it to him, and like then he made a great play, and it was really cool. And then he came back to the mound, like Madden came out, made the pitching change, and brought, put him back on the mound, and it was just cool, like all around to see. So yeah, it was kind of a cool moment. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, a couple position players here. First of all, Drew Butera. Um, I was invited. Like, there's another just backup catcher just hanging around forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in a couple of infielders, Jeremy Charlie yeah. Culberson is mm-hmm. going to be in camp with the Rangers. I remember one time, I think it was with the Dodgers when Charlie Culberson was with the Dodgers. He hit a home run in a playoff game, yep. and I, I texted you about it, and you were like, "Yeah, he was a little much on that one because like he kind of <laughs> he kind of celebrated on the bases." So like, no love for Charlie Culberson well, there. Jack, I was going to bring that up. I know we're, I know this episode is kind of carrying on a little bit here, but like I was going to say like I remember a thing about Charlie Culverson between the two of us and like I think yeah, cuz I remember I feel like you said something like, "Hey, that was a cool story that Charlie Culverson, you know, like this journeyman <laughs> hit this homer or something." You were giving him props and I was like, "Eh, whatever, man." <laughs> <laughs> like I was like I th- I felt like I kind of like pissed on your parade a little bit. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but I'm glad that you also remember that. So there you go. I do. Yeah. I do. So yeah, we have him. We have Brock Brock Holt. Yeah. Um, total bust with the Brewers last year. Um, as a as a bargain bin uh, pickup by David Stearns. So he's in camp with the Rangers, trying to make the team. Um, you know, seems to be sort of uh, sputtering on the last legs of his, his big league career. Um, and then yeah, Delino De Shields. Uh, is also uh, in camp with the Rangers. That, yeah. that that seems like a guy who should just be on the team. But, right. um, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a non-roster guy. Because he was on the team. I think he might have left. I think he might have played in the Angels. That could have been before or after the, the Rangers. But, he was yeah, he was with them at one point. So maybe this is his second separate stint with the, with the Rangers. Okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, that was the Rangers, and that covers the uh, – the Cactus League. So let's move on to the Grapefruit League. Let's go. Uh, let's go over to Florida. Um, the first team we're going to talk about here is the Atlanta Braves. So Jeremy, anybody on the Braves stand out to you? Well, you got C.J. Edwards. There uh, you go. Yeah, C.J. Edwards. Yep. Yeah, you got uh, Pablo Sandoval. Um, uh, you know, I'm not sure what he's tipping the scales at this time, but you you <laughs> you want to bet it's over 300 pounds. Um, and uh yeah i mean so jake lamb was a recent signing for them i don't know if it's like a minor league or a major league deal but that's a guy who was like looking promising for the the d-backs a couple years ago and then just like kind of fell off the face of the earth he was with the a's briefly um so maybe he'll come back uh with the braves but um he's a third baseman and i feel like they have austin riley so i'm not sure what will happen there um Nate Jones, uh, yep. former White Sox. Former White Sox, Nate Jones. <laughs> I, I'm just in the mood for it. But, yeah, I, I, that's what I thought of, Jeremy, so I like that. Um, and also yeah. Jason Kipnis, too, yeah. with, the, yep. with the Braves. We are all Kipnises. Jason Kipnis, mm-hmm. um, uh, another guy who, who had a Cubs card, uh, luckily, and I've, I've, I've bought all those up because I, I do want to remember that brief period of time that Jason Kipnis was a Cub. So. Well, hey, Jeremy, in the in the game we went to but didn't go to uh, this past season, Jason Kipnis hit a home run. That's right, yeah. I kind of um, saw <laughs> We have uh, next next team up here is, is going to be the O's. 
the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, they, they have Fernando, how do you say that? Fernando Abad or Fernando Abad? How do you say yeah, his name? Yeah, I think name? it's Abad, maybe. Abad. Yeah, so I am very surprised that he's still kicking around. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he's going to be a non-roster guy for the uh, Orioles, which is pretty uh, pretty surprising. The Dark Knight yep. himself, Matt <laughs> Harvey, is yep. going to be there. Um, yeah. Let's hope they can – I don't think Baltimore has much of a nightlife, so maybe he'll actually <laughs> be successful there. Yeah, right, and they don't have a hockey team either for him to lose his girlfriend to. Um, <laughs> so that that's another plus. Um, King Felix is there. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, who never actually – he never got into a game. He was with the Braves last year, but I don't think he ever actually got into a game, right? Did he opt out of the season or something? I Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think he ever pitched. Um, I and, I, you know, the, the crazy thing, Jeremy, is that he's only he's only going to be uh, – he's only 30, 34 years old. I mean, he was born on April 8th of 1986, so he was born a week after me. We have very similar mm-hmm. birthdays. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that guy seems like he should be 40 years old at this point, but I think he just, he came up really young uh, and he was always, he always pitched about 230 innings a year. So he just got old really fast. And we saw him pitch in 2019 uh, when the Mariners played the Cubs in Wrigley field. And it was just like, he just looked like he was finished. It looked like he had nothing left, but he's still, he's still hanging around. And I mean, he is only 34. So sometimes guys still have a couple years left when they're that age. So, you know, I don't, I don't think he's got anything left from, from everything, you know, we saw of him in 2019, but who knows? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe he can stick around long enough, and maybe he he might, maybe the Mariners could like use him down the stretch or something, and he could be like a deadline acquisition or something. That that would be a nice way to end things uh, for him. But uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, he makes more sense as an Oriole than a Brave, I'll say. But uh, yes, it's still it's just weird to see him not as a Mariner. So um, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Taylor Davis is there from another former Cub. Yeah, guy. he hit a grand slam, right? He did against the Cardinals. Um, yep. Uh, that was a big one. Um, that's <laughs> gonna have to be his his big moment of his career. Um, <clears throat> and then also known for those weird like staring down the camera videos um, <laughs> from minor leagues. Uh, the last guy I have on the list, and we can brush through this guy really quick, but Stevie Wilkerson. Yep. Um, He's a guy like who I only know in name. And, you know, we talk about like Jace Peterson, uh, uh, like, you know, someone from a local market maybe knows more about this guy than we would. But like Stevie Wilkerson is like a guy whose name I heard. And like, I think I was listening to a Orioles broadcast where they're like, oh, you know, Stevie Wilkerson's going to be a big part of this team next year. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like, I totally missed him. Like, I feel like he's like Baltimore's like version of Adam Engel or something. <laughs> Like just some guy who like is on the team and like maybe is respected amongst the home crowd, but like just is virtually unknown uh, amongst the rest of major league baseball. I don't know. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Jeremy. And I'm never sure if he, he wants to be called Steve Wilkerson or Stevie Wilkerson. I mean, he's listed as Stevie Wilkerson on the, uh, you know, on the Orioles roster there, but I think like on his Stratomatic baseball card, it's Steve Wilkerson. Um, I don't know what his baseball card says, but it's, you know, it's one of those things where you're never quite sure. The Orioles only uh, invited like 10 or 11 guys as non-roster invitees. So I I can only conclude that nobody wanted to, uh, to come, to come (laughs) to camp for the Orioles. You know, it's like when you hold a, when you, when you're going to hold a, like a guy's night, like a poker night and you invite eight guys and only one, and only, and only one shows up, you know, it's just like everybody else had, had something to do. You know, you were a low priority. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where the Orioles are at, I think. Yeah, no no doubt. Um, Um, yeah. Yeah. So moving on to the, uh, the Red Sox, 
Jeremy, um, uh, who play in Lee County. Looks like Lee County, Florida. Um, yeah, not not too much here as far as pitchers are concerned. Um, oh, G Jeter Downs, okay, is going to be in camp. I mean, he's an infielder, but he's going to be in camp. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, Jairo Munoz um, oh, is going to be. That, I think. Yeah, oh yeah, as the uh, uh, the informed interloper would say, oh, love is energy. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that, that guy had a Gyro Munoz jersey. Right. So I that mean, was that. That's just too nerdy, Jeremy. That's just that's too deep of a cut, even for us. I think. Um, <laughs> well, I was gonna say, Jack, it's our it's our duty to report on because I, I have I have one name for the Red Sox and you haven't named him so far, and it's like, but it's our duty as as you know to that guy to to report on any Gyro Munoz news. I think. So, <laughs> so there you go. Um, <laughs> The only name I had, Jack, was Jet Bandy. And yeah, Jet Bandy. I was only throwing you a bone there. <laughs> Jet Bandy. Yeah, for, <laughs> former former Brewers. I was skimming through here. Yeah. I missed it. But yeah, Jet Bandy uh, had a you know played on the Brewers for a minute. Yeah. The only re- the only real remarkable thing about him is that um, you know his name is Jet. I think th- it's real <laughs> some real some real stupid reason too. It's like his his oh, his yeah. dad's name was Jeff and his grandpa's name was Matt. So yes. like they combine the two names and it's like that's 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 dumb. That's yeah. really that's uh, really stupid. Yeah, it's like either come up with a better origin story or just skip that one and just say you know <laughs> like, I don't know. But um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's really all I had for the Red Sox there, Jack. Yeah. So we got next we got the Detroit Tigers in the midst of a massive rebuild. Uh, Derek Holland. I think we talked about how he was going to be on the Tigers, uh, you know, during the Valentine's Day episode. Uh-huh. So yeah. So Derek Holland is there. Willie Peralta. Yeah. Is Wiley in camp. Willie Peralta. Wiley Willie Peralta still kicking around. Willie Peralta. <laughs> he was with he was with the Brewers. You know, eight eight years ago. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's still around. Emo Erasmo Ramirez <laughs> is uh, is he's going to be in camp with the Tigers and my yeah. boy Julio Tehran. I yeah. kept you know I kept saying the Cubs <laughs> should sign Julio Tehran. Well, what do you know? He ended up with the Detroit. Tigers so that that seems pretty appropriate I think yeah that's and it still cements the Cubs like you know in a little bit of a slightly level level above the Detroit Tigers still at this point it's like yeah it's like we're not we're not to we're not to that point yet it's like we we were we could do we were able to do better than Julio Tehran um <laughs> but uh but yeah they also have Renato Nunez again another um Oreo guy who uh they do and and yeah. one more one more guy I wanted to point out here Jeremy I don't know who the hell he is but the uh, the Detroit Tigers pointed out uh, they invited a catcher named Dylan Dingler. Yes. To, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, let's just say it like that's a very phallic sounding name. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I a guy like that, like you just you can't really take him too seriously. You know, Dylan Dylan Dingler. Um, <laughs> He's awesome a, name. Second round draft pick from this from 2020, Jack. Was he really? So yep. you so yeah, you know him a little bit. Probably got a big signing bonus if he was a second round guy. Um, uh, so yeah, I guess he seems like he might be kind of a prospect then, huh? He's a prospect, Jack, and you know that I have his autograph card. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> I, I think I have two Dylan Dingler autos, actually. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, Jeremy. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess you have a rooting interest in him making the team then. Well, I, I cast a wide net, Jack. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to the, uh, the Astros, the hated, uh, the hated Astros. Steve Ciszek is in camp with the Astros. That's kind of uh, not a bad, uh, a bad, you know, pickup for the, the Astros. He seems like a guy who might still be able to contribute something to a bullpen. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. A guy who seems to, to deserve a, a, a major league contract, you would think. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so he's there and another former Cubs, Steven Souza. Uh, yeah. Jeremy, Steven Souza, he uh, famous for being cut 
between games of a doubleheader. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 correct. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, that, that was about it. That was all I had for the Astros, Jeremy. Do you Me have anybody too. else? Nah, that's it. Okay, perfect. Um, let's move on to the Marlins then, who, who train in Jupiter, Florida. Um, uh, you got anybody uh, anybody for the Marlins, Jeremy? I have one guy for the Marlins, Jack, yeah. and it's a guy named Joe Dunnand. I'm not sure okay. if it's Dunnand or Dunand or what, yeah. but like, and I only know of him, Jack, because he's um, he's A Rod's nephew. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. And like, uh, so he is um, the son of of A Rod's half brother, <laughs> 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 which is a better way to put it than just his nephew. Um, but uh, again, like a guy who like, when I got into cards, he was a prospect, and I I, I picked up a, a an autograph or two of his, and uh, certainly has not panned out. But um, no. When you know when it's a, when it's A Rod's uh, brother's nephew's cousin's <laughs> wife's first son, uh, you know you, you you take a flyer on a guy like that. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, I don't know. He actually he sounded like a guy who could be like a good like um, like contact guy with maybe like minimal power. Um, and uh, I think he's still been with the Marlins, so I don't think he's like bounced around at this point. And so he's gonna get a shot, I guess. But um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. But um, I would like for him to do something good. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. Looking at his age, there he's he's 25, so it kind of seems like it's now or never for yeah. that guy. So yeah, hopefully yeah. he'll hopefully he'll make it. Um, moving on to the Twins, I got. Uh, let's see, there was uh, one guy who stood. Derek Law. Derek Laws was yeah. a non-roster invitee for the Twins. Uh, the the big goober, I believe, is what his his nickname is. Uh, again, I think that was you and Mark Bubblebath who made up that nickname, if I'm not mistaken. It was, and uh, I actually I think like to to really split hairs i think it was a friend of the show uh errol uh shoal who uh ah. been on the show show but um but uh yeah um i think he was the one who specifically coined that that term but yeah that's a good one um andrew romine is uh is in camp with the twins that's a surprising one i mean i know his brother austin has been uh you know he's been catching for the last few years but i mean andrew romine wow he actually played two games for the rangers last year but i i haven't i haven't thought about andrew romine in a long time i figured that guy was just done but yeah, he's in camp this year with the Twins. Well, I get, I, I still can't keep track of the two of them, and and Austin Romine. I had to look it up, but Austin Romine is on the Cubs. Um, oh Jesus! But uh, I think it was Andrew the one that was on the Tigers and who he played like all nine positions in a game. Yep. Yeah, okay. he played all all nine positions in a game, and, and at that point, you know, you're that you're just doing that. You're just fucking around. You know, you're not trying sure. to win the game if you're playing a guy uh, at each position in one inning. It's ridiculous. Like you're not, you know, that's not that's not winning baseball. That's a mockery of the game. <laughs> um, I mean, hey, uh, good for him. Cool, cool for him that he did it. But uh, yeah, that's that's the guy you're thinking of, Jeremy. Uh, okay. Is Andrew Romine also Keon Broxton yep. is in camp with the Twins? My God, I mean that that's just a guy. You, you want to talk about a guy with like nine baseball lives? Um, that guy feels like he's been cut from half the teams in baseball and like from the, from the Brewers about three different times. So he's in camp. Uh, he's in camp as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's, yep. uh, that's kind of all I had for that team. I would yeah. Say. Sure. Rob, Rob Ref Snyder too is uh, on there, but I got, I don't, I don't got a lot to say about Rob Ref Snyder. No. Um, perfect. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Uh, let's move on to the next team here. Uh, we're going to have the New York Mets who train in okay. Port St. Lucie, Florida. Who do you have for the Mets, Jeremy? Yeah, I got um, uh, I got got a handful of guys here. Jerry Blevins is a guy yep. who like has just been around forever. Again, mm-hmm. also like was was drafted by the Cubs. I don't know if he ever, ever pitched in the majors with the Cubs. Uh, another guy who drafted by the Cubs never pitched in the majors. Oscar De La Cruz, 
Okay. Uh, I think he was actually called up, but never appeared, if I remember correctly. Um, and then, of course, on the Cubs tip, actually, they have a lot of former Cubs here. Aroidas Vizcaino, who is like still around in baseball, um, he was acquired by the Cubs at some point in his career. Uh, but of course, you got Mike Montgomery. Um, yep. That's the, the big one. Got, got the last out of the World Series, right, Jeremy? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we got him. We got Tommy Hunter, who I think was on the 2015 Cubs, right? He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he there was. you go. There you um, go. Yeah, I just want to make sure that there's no other former Cubs before I move on to the other guys. Uh, <laughs> Jared Eikhoff, uh, yep. who I think was was he acquired by the Brewers at some point last year? Ooh, that's that's a good question, Jeremy. I'm not sure about that. I know. I think we went to a, a White Sox Phillies game in 2016. I want to say it was. I think Jared Eikhoff started that game, so that's okay. that's what I think of when I think of Jared Eikhoff. Yeah, a guy who I had high hopes for and just never really, really paid off. Um, uh, let's see, who do I else have here? Um, we got Malik Smith down there, Jeremy. Well, Malik Smith. I mean, yeah, you know the 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 ju- good juju in the legs, right? <laughs> Malik Smith. Um, I don't know if there's too many places to camp out in in uh, Queens, New York. Maybe in uh, in Flushing Meadows. Um, <laughs> near the uh the world uh world's fair and the u.s open stadium but uh but yeah um yeah uh i think that's the guy who um i'll always have uh, memories of from that back of that uh from his baseball card this year yeah sure and then we got uh brandon drury as well the muffin man um uh i i I, did they ever like play that um when he like came up to bat when he was with the blue jays they play like do you know the muffin man when he uh when he came up to bat that sounds that sounds possible Okay. Okay. Yeah, but he he's in he's with the Mets. Jose Peraza, um, you know, another guy who's just uh, just kind of hanging around. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's all. I think that's all I had for the Mets, Jeremy. Yeah, the only other guy that I have on there, and you know, we're we're I'm, I'm drifting over into like uh, controversial territory here, but Bruce Maxwell. Okay. Um, if you remember, Jack was the first MLB player to kneel for the national anthem. Was he really? He was, and uh, I remember Mark Canna, who came up last week on the podcast, like. You know, put his arm on his shoulder like as a sign of solidarity. Um, it's kind of a a cool moment if you're like you know following that sort of thing. Like he was the first guy to do that in the in the major leagues. Um, and then uh, to 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 be f- completely transparent, that off season, then he was like arrested for like showing a gun to someone at their front door or something. Like, uh, Bruce Maxwell was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He ran Jesus into Christ. some troubles with the law after that, which is not a great. It's not the really great one-two combo that you want to have if you're making that kind of statement, you know. So, you know, I'll be fair. I'll call, call out that situation. Um, so he kind of disappeared a little bit after that, um, you know, understandably. But he um, he's in camp with the, uh, with, the, with the Mets, so we'll see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, Jeremy, another, another, uh, another topic for another episode. But, uh, you know, I, I don't see any reason why they don't just stop playing the national anthem at, at sports games. I don't think they really need to. It's not, it's not a law. That yes. they need to play the national anthem. It's kind of silly. They don't play the national anthem before movies or like plays or uh, or anything else. And I don't. I think they don't. They don't do it in most countries. I think it's only like in the U.S. and Canada that they play the national anthem before a sports game. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And, and there was a, recently a big to do. I think it was the Mavericks and the NBA wanted to stop playing the national anthem before games, but then the NBA told them that they needed to. They needed to do it. So uh, yeah. Another uh, another topic for another episode. But uh, you yes. know, I did not know that about Bruce Mack. Uh, Bruce Maxwell. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I will say, um, you know, 
not only do they, you know, continue to do it, but, you know, of course, the White Sox shut down the whole goddamn stadium when it's happening. So you can't even buy a fucking <laughs> hot dog. Um, so so there that would be a tough sell on the on the south side for sure. Um, they would maybe up some some hot dog sales. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jerry Reinsdorf is always looking to make an extra buck. So maybe mm-hmm. we should suggest it. Um, uh, we got the Yankees coming up next. So another New York team. Um, yeah. uh, some good guys on here, Jeremy. Kyle Baraclaw, um, you know, n- never really been much of a, an impact guy, but he's got a cool name. So yeah. Kyle Baraclaw, uh, Jolie's Chassine is trying to make the Yankees, yep. <laughs> um, you know, hey, hey you know, I'll, I'll give Jolie's Chassine credit. Like the uh, tw- he had a great 2018 with the Brewers. They rode him pretty hard. Um, he was the ace of that staff, and he's probably one of the main reasons they made the playoffs in 2018. I think he even pitched game 163 against the against the Cubs uh, in in Wrigley Field that year when the Brewers beat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. I got nothing against Jolie's Chassin. He was diarrhea in 2019, and they <laughs> ended up cu- they ended up cutting him. But hey, he had uh, they signed him to a two year deal. He had one really good year um, and one shit one. So I guess I guess you'll take that from a guy like that. For sure, yeah. I, Kyle Baraclaw, like had a couple good years as like a setup man. I, I kind of get him confused with Carter Caps a little okay. bit. Okay, both um, Marlins, both former Marlins, right? <laughs> yeah, and guys who I think maybe, I don't know. I guess Baraclaw never really went away, but it seems like, um, he had two really good years and then not, not so much. Um, but Carter Caps like seemed like he was going to be like a lights out closer and then um kind of disappeared. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he was a real tall guy too, Carter Caps, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he had a um, weird hop, like where he kind of like, by the time he was pitching, he was like a foot off the rubber or something. <laughs> um, we got Adam Warren um, as a non-roster invitee. Uh, you know, that, that's another guy. I mean, he's been around for a while, but he seems kind of above being a non-roster guy. The uh, I don't I don't know if this was just to fucking light a light a fire under Gary Sanchez's ass. But like it look, it seems like the Yankees picked up just about every every catcher off the street they could possibly find. They invited they invited seven catchers to camp, uh, non roster invitees, including whoever they have on the major league roster. So that's kind of crazy, uh, including Robinson Chirinos, yeah, who that, uh, was yeah still kicking around. That was the name that that jumped out to my uh, on my list, and yeah, it it is true. I mean, like they were like calling out Gary Sanchez for being like lazy or doing something. It's like again, I'm questionable always a questionable motivational tactic to, to fucking slam a guy to make him play better. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was the name that jumped out to me. Um, Jack, my, my boy, Derek Dietrich. Yep. And yeah. He's a, uh, Hey, you know, they, they got that, uh, that short porch in right field, Jeremy, maybe, De- maybe Derek Dietrich can hit a few bombs, uh, there. I could see him posing, uh, there at home plate in Yankee stadium. Uh, it could be pretty good. And then Jack, Jay Bruce, that was the yep. one that really, really jumped out to me. It did. I mean, Jay Bruce, like he's, uh, he's had kind of a strange last five or six years. Like the guy is just, uh, seems like he's on two different teams every single season. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I mean, so, uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe he can, another guy left-handed hitter. Maybe he can take advantage of the, if he makes the team, he can hit a few dingers in uh in yankee stadium but yeah that that one stuck out to me as well just as a guy who's just uh you know just on the last legs of his career yeah for sure you look at the back of jay bruce's card every year and you're like oh what two teams did he play for last year (laughs) um and one more thing jeremy i don't have anything to say about this guy but in the cool names category socrates brito is Uh, with the yankees so that's uh, one of the great names i like i like to really hit that r when you say that so socrates brito so it sounds like burrito (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, I would love to get a Socrates burrito one day. 
<laughs> um, let's uh, moving on to the Phillies here. Uh, Brandon Kinsler is in yep. camp with the Phillies, which is pretty odd. He's again uh, another guy on a new team every I, single year. I feel like um, that guy did pitch well enough last year to deserve a, a major league contract, but um, yeah, yeah, we well, p- pitched well enough. He's got a good enough track record to to get one. Um, uh, Ivan Nova, Jeremy, you were, you were worried that you're going to have to buy a White Sox jersey if the Cubs signed Ivan Nova, but never <laughs> fear. Um, you know, I guess maybe you'll have some Phillies fans buying, uh, Pirates jerseys. I don't know. Um, now that, <laughs> right. now that Ivan Nova's on the Phillies, but yeah, he'll be in camp there. Your boy Hector Rondon yep. going to be in camp. Uh, Tony Watson. I'll just list them all. Michael Enoa and Neftali Feliz. So you got six pitchers invited to the Phillies camp. Yeah. All of them just journeymen like, uh, you know, let's just say it uh, at this point, you know, pretty unremarkable guys. But yeah, everybody with major league experience, they're all going to the Phillies camp. Guys who who GMs thought maybe for a second could be a closer and then they found out, you know, stick this guy in the seventh or sixth inning. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, Neftali Felice is one that jumps out to me like, God, that guy has really been around for a long time at this point. Like he seems like a new guy. Like I remember when he came up with the Rangers, uh, CJ Wilson was tweeting Mr. Happy. It's like Mr. Happy's coming <laughs> up and it's like now the guy's been fucking around forever. Um <clears throat> and uh I'm I can't believe that he's still around at this point uh, as a non-roster invitee. Um but yeah, and then just a handful of just kind of oddball position player guys too. Ronald Torres, uh Jeff Mathis is there, uh Christian Bethencourt, um and uh and uh, Matt Joyce too. Yeah, Matt Joyce, that guy's another guy who's on a new team every year. He's always like the fourth, fifth outfielder slash pinch hitter, left-handed bat off the bench. Um, I mean, I guess if you can do that and hit for some pop, you can have some longevity in the big leagues. Matt Joyce, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if he made the team either. He'll, He'll be on the Phillies at some point. Yeah, I could see that. Um, let's move on to the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, the defending American League champion, Tampa Bay Rays. Jeremy, who do you got for the Rays? Well, I got the the human joke, uh, Hunter Strickland. Uh, <laughs> you know, not much to say about him. I actually think I wrote his name Stickland, which is kind of funny. Uh, uh-huh. I typed that out like that, um, which is that would be a good name nickname for him, Stickland. Uh, but uh, and then of course, um, I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, Pearl Jam fan, Kevin Smith, right? Oh yeah, right. That's right. Um, yeah, uh, Kevan Smith. Right, so that'll exactly. be a yeah, that'll be an exciting one there. Um, why yeah, do I, I also. Why do I know ahead. that he's a Pearl Jam fan? Was that a thing like in the in between video? He's like, I, I was, really like Pearl Jam or something. I, mean, I think was that was walk up music. And was he using that as his walk up music? Could be. Yeah, something. I just for some reason. Why do I think? Why do I know him as a Pearl Jam fan? That's fucked up. But yeah, anyway. and that is it's, it had to be his, his walk up mm-hmm. music. Um, uh, Jeremy, the, the I don't, I've never heard of this guy, but the Rays have a guy named Stetson Alley in oh. camp. <laughs> nice. um, he's a he's a weird looking dude, man. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Let me uh, let me take. Yeah. Yeah. Look him up. Um, he had a he's... quote, to quote the movie Billy Madison. He's weird looking. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. This is not the kind of, this is not the kind of guy I want to know in real life. <laughs> um, he just yeah. He's his... like a fucking like bull handler or something. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, I, I think that we, um, you know, in our like baseball superlatives, or whatever. I think we named a guy who was like looked like most likely to be a drug dealer, or like looked <laughs> most like a drug dealer. I, Clay Buchholz ended up taking home that prize, but Stetson <laughs> Stetson Alley is definitely like right up there. He looks like the type of like stoner like drug dealer who'd be cast in a movie. But like a guy who like um, 
I mean, like he's like the dealer and the bodyguard all in like one. <laughs> you know, like he looks like Joba Chamberlain if Joba Chamberlain like kind of shaved down the beard a little bit, but grew out like this long hair. Like it's just not a look that goes well. No, no, it's uh, yeah. There's nothing that uh, that goes well about that. Uh, uh, we got the Rays too, Jeremy. One more guy. I guess we saw him last year, Wander Franco. Do you think he's going to make the team this year? I think he will be in the big leagues this year. Yes, I don't know if he'll make the team out of spring training, but I I think he sees playing time this year. He was like they brought him with like in the playoffs, uh, and I'm not quite sure why, but um, he traveled with the team like for the for the playoff run last year and. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll I think he will debut in 2021, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, very good. Um uh so let's move on to the Pirates here. Um you know, there's not too much to write home about. The Pirates are another team that's going to be absolutely pathetic this year. I don't I think that Trevor Bauer is going to be uh making more than their entire roster. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't I don't have a ton here, Jeremy, but we got Clay Holmes. I'll never forget the game. Uh Clay Holmes <laughs> came in against the Brewers. It was like the 15th inning yeah. and uh like he just he gave up like a walk-off hit to Jordan Lyles. Um oh which was just uh, absurd cuz like both teams are out of pitchers and uh Clay Holmes just totally blew the game. So, yeah, that's and really all I had for the Pirates. It sprung the like the rebound of the Pir- the the Brewers in was it 2018 then? Yes, and ultimately... that they ended up usurping the Cubs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, won't forget that one. Uh cuz they were <laughs> ostensibly like down and out the Brewers. Um uh but yeah, and speaking of uh Cubs uh playoff futilities of 2018, uh Tony Walters uh is in camp with them yeah. too, who got, I believe got the walk-off hit against the Cubs in for the Rockies in the uh, one game wild card. He did. Um, yeah, yeah. He definitely at least got the go ahead, uh, like the go ahead single. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe it wasn't a walk-off, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 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 So that, that one, that one stood out to me, uh, to me as well. Jeremy, you ever see the movie Iron Man when, uh, when Jeff Bridges, like he, he's the bad guy in it and he wants his own, he wants his own Iron Man suit. And he goes, Tony Stark built one in a cave with scraps. And I always, that's what I always think of. Replace Tony Stark with Tony Walters. And that's what I always think of when I, uh, when I, when I think of Tony Walters. So that's a, that's a good one right there. Oh, Todd Frazier yeah. is also in camp. Um, that's kind of odd. It's kind of odd that Todd Frazier is a non-roster guy. He's another guy who seems like he'd be above that. But, uh, you know, Pittsburgh is kind of a blue-collar town. They kind of embrace that. And uh, Todd <laughs> Frazier actually seems like a, seems like he'd be a good fit for the Pirates. Does Todd Frazier, is he, like, contractually obligated to play on every blue-collar team, <laughs> like, in the league? Like, he's got to be – like, he's got to end with the the Brewers at some point. And, uh, Jesus Christ, I don't know. But, like, yeah, I mean, Jesus, like, yeah, it's like – I'm sure he's like, hey, guys, you know, I like, uh, you know, L.A. too. Uh, but, uh, but no, he's got to be like, yeah, he's like the consummate blue collar guy, I guess. But yeah, you're right. And he fits in, in Pittsburgh. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, again, yeah, guys, I don't know. Like he's, he's definitely like a likable guy. Um, he has glimmers there. Uh, and like, but, um, at the end of the day, he kind of I, he might be like non roster invitee level as a guy at this. Point. Yeah, I mean his his career is uh, you know he probably doesn't have a lot left. So um, I I, th- I actually wouldn't be surprised if he made the team just because they're gonna need some like veteran presence. Yeah. On that team, even if it's just as a uh, Todd, I can see Todd Frazier being a backup, more of like a player, coach, and uh, clubhouse guy. But uh, yeah, I, I would not be surprised to see him make the team. For sure. Yeah. Um. All right, Jack. Who's you? Who do you got next? Yeah, 
We got we got the St. Louis Cardinals, your favorite team, Jeremy. Um, I don't have I don't have a lot for the Cardinals here, no. but I will say with the name that really stood out to me, the one name that stood out, two names, two names. Okay, first of all, Matthew Liberator, whose mm-hmm. autograph we got, who was traded uh, for uh, uh, what's his face, a Rosarena, right? He was yeah. uh, him and Rosarena got swapped, so like that's like a lot of pressure on Matthew Liberator. That's a lot to put on him. Yes. Um, but yeah, who knows? Rosarena might end up being a flash in the pan. But we have his we have his autograph. So that's pretty cool. Um, but also, Jeremy, it's got to be Matt Caesar. It's yes. got to be Matt Caesar. Only name I had written down on the list there, Jack, Matt Caesar. Um, glad that he's still playing. I thought, I definitely thought he was done. Like, I feel like Cubs players were tweeting at him, like, about his painting. Like, he did, like, a painting of, like, the Cubs, like, pile up, like, for the World Series. Like, but it gets, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. He's kind of settled in as, like, some kind of, like, painter, like, baseball artist and, but no, he's still he's still going, coming to camp this year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I like the guy. I hope he can stick around. Uh, but um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. Might just be a courtesy thing. Jeremy, what do you know about Lars Newtbar? <laughs> Is that a guy? Is that a guy you know anything about? No, no, no. Okay, yeah. So they yeah, just in camp. One more guy for the Cardinals. They have a guy named Lars Newtbar. Newtbar is spelled N-O-O-T-B-A-A-R. I would be very surprised <laughs> if he's from the States. He seems like he's right. like a, from like Sweden or something, um, you know, but I'm not going to look it up because I, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't really care that much. We're so. pushing two hours here on this episode. <laughs> yeah, we don't, need to, we don't need to be talking about Lars Newtbar. Um, <laughs> Okay, so uh, uh, we got just got like two, three more teams left here, Jeremy. Uh, real quick, we'll do the uh, the the Blue Jays. We got uh, our boy AJ Cole. Yep. <laughs> um, so I'm sure I'm sure that kid from the White Sox game is is excited about that. He'll be following the Blue Jays this year. Francisco Liriano is still trying to hang on with yep. the Blue Jays. So uh, we'll see if he makes a team. He's ancient at this point. Um, Tommy Malone, former Brewer, former Twin, former from Mariner. Everything. Yeah, former everything, former everything. Tommy Malone, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's about it. That's about Joe Panic. Joe Panic too with the with the uh, Blue Jays. Um, yeah, who? And I actually think he saw some major league time with the Blue Jays, if I remember correctly. I have Tyler White on there too, which is a guy who like had like a good, uh, like a really good April for the Astros, like in maybe 2017, and then never did anything. Since yeah, Tyler that. White's a big dude. His his measure his measurements here. He's listed as five eleven two thirty eight. Yeah, pretty uh, that's you know that's pretty uh, heavy for five eleven. I remember seeing that guy's baseball card and being like, man, that guy's a he's a big guy. So yeah, Tyler White. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he um yeah he, his last couple of baseball cards have not been they've not done uh you know. They've not, no, nothing flattering for Tyler White on those last <laughs> um, Last team, we did it, Jeremy. We're uh, we're almost home here. Yeah. Um, we'll end it with the uh, the Nationals. Uh, Jesus Christ, Luis Avilan. The Ring is, of uh, Fire. Yeah, yeah, Ring of Fire. I was gonna say. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> what now? There's something about that. Wasn't there like a guy who had on like a Johnny Cash shirt? Or something, and he was going crazy at the White Sox game because they played that. Maybe not. I don't. Well, I have no clue. That might be. Yeah, that might have been like a fever dream or something. Uh, he. I mean, he came <laughs> out to ring. That was like his like walkout like song was Ring of Fire. Yeah, um, I, I do remember that. Yeah, well, I'll I'll say this, Jack. To your credit, if you look, if if you go to a White Sox game, you'll f- spot someone who looks like Johnny Cash or like a Johnny Cash fan <laughs> for sure. So. um <laughs> So yeah, uh, and I'm sure people were stoked about hearing that song. But yeah, that yeah, the old Ring of Fire, Luis <laughs> Avilan. 
Yeah, there you go. We got um uh yeah, Beef. Beef is gonna be on this team. Wellington Castillo yep. um was yep. invited. Uh Jeremy Jordy Mercer. Every time yes. Jordy Mercer comes up on this podcast, which is every once in a while, I always say, Ah, Jordy Mercer. Do you remember what that's from? <laughs> I'm not sure. Was that in informed interloper? Uh no, 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 no. So what that was from Jeremy, you and I went to a a, a Cubs game. I want to say it was in 2015. It was Cubs Pirates. I think it was a bobblehead day. I think your dad was at that game too. But it was all sold out. It was a real beautiful Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, the, the Cubs had just clinched the division. Um, and then uh, uh, Jordy Mercer hit a, a three-run home run to put the give the Pirates a three-nothing lead. And as the ball was as the ball was flying out of the stadium, you went, Ah, Jordy Mercer. Um, <laughs> Because it's like, yeah, this is the guy who's going to beat us today. So every time I, I, I see Jordy Mercer now, I think of that. But I'm surprised he's still around, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's just a fucking bummer. Like, I mean, yeah, I, that's, I said that in my head, I think, when I saw his name. And I, I groaned <laughs> when you said it just now, a second ago. So so there you go. Um, um, and then we got Aaron Perez, too, is uh, is in there. Yeah, Aaron Perez. uh of uh, Parra, Ger- what's Gerardo Parra, right? Yeah, Gerardo Parra. Yeah, um, yeah. You know when you when you are the guy who brought you know who popularized Baby Shark, you got to bring him back um, <laughs> with the team. Yasmani Tomas is on the fucking camp with the with the Nationals. Like this is a guy who like signed a huge contract, I think, out of Cuba. Like defected, got probably signed like for you know signed for big money with the D backs. Never did anything. It's like talk about a guy who like should just go home. Like. Why is Yasmani Tomas still trying to play in the major leagues? Just go, just, just go away. Like, don't you have enough money to to, to not subject yourself to this, this, you know, this, uh, this rat race? Like, just give it up, man. Yeah, Jeremy, um, you're not, you're not kidding. You're not kidding about that. So in November of 2014. Yasmani Tomas signed a six-year, $68.5 million contract with the Diamondbacks. Yeah. They gave the guy, they gave him $70 million. Yeah. Just and he's never just, done. He's never done anything. No, no. It's like you would think like you wouldn't want to like big like make too big of a stink because someone might they might the D backs might come back for some of that money like they, <laughs> they might sue his ass and like say hey you never did anything for this money give it back and like just, you know just you want to keep a low profile there but uh, yeah yeah so there you go. All right, Jeremy. Well, we we did it. Speaking of fever dreams, um, yes. you know, I think we're uh, th- th- this episode is starting to feel like one. But we we did it, Jeremy. We got through it. Um, you know, Oof. this is always a, always a fun time. Yeah. But uh, and you know, always something to look forward to. Uh, kind of kind of signifies the start of a new a new spring training. Yeah, for sure. You can't get more bang for your buck for for bums being slain uh, than uh, <laughs> than on the non roster invitee episode for the. Rainway Theater. I think that's why it's our 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 like our main show of the year because it's it's more bum slayed per per minute than any other episode. So there you go. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Well, we'll wrap this one up. I think the next time we come back, not sure about this, but we'll be pretty close to some actual spring training games um, yeah. happening, which is pretty cool. Jack, I watched a University of Virginia baseball game the other day, like live, and uh, I loved it. It was awesome. So baseball is is inching back. It is. It is. Um, Yeah, we're going to get there shortly. Uh, uh, But until then, uh, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.